G'day and welcome to On The Esky, uh, an Australian sports podcast where we like to wrap up the week that was in sport. Um, we did have last week off, a little bit of COVID in one camp. Uh, well, we've missed two sessions. Two sessions. And we got two. Someone had a kid. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> commiserations. Commiserations. <laughs> <laughs> it's been no, great. It's been great so joy, far. Right? So far, yes, it has been great. Um, but yeah, we're back. We're feeling wetter than influencers at Splendor in the Grass, <laughs> Splendor in the Mud, and we're ready to crack into the two weeks that were in the wide world of sports. We have footy. We're going to start with footy today. NRL and AFL. Mm. The seasons are getting right down to the business end. A lot of finals implications. There's cricket. There's Commonwealth Games. Mm. Yeah. NFL. One of our favourite sports just around the corner. Plus a final mm. round with. UFC, 277, F1, et cetera, et cetera. Please remember we have timestamps. You can sport, you can skip to the sports that you like um, or just listen to the whole thing if you're a nuffier and sports nerd like we are. Uh, hit that subscribe button, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We like to start the show by shouting a beer to commend excellent performance in the sporting arena. Monks, my man on my right, how are you? Who are you shouting a beer? Yeah, going pretty good. Um this one's pretty top. Well, I suppose it's topical because it is sports related, but uh, also topical for me. Um, mm. Ash Barty, um, she she got hitched early on the month, so you she, married Ash Barty. Well done, yeah, congratulations! No. Get yeah. that, get that cash. <laughs> That's it. No, <laughs> That's um, not how it works. <laughs> no, so I spent today up in the Kangaroo Valley just mm. checking out wedding venue for later on in the month. So join us. Yeah, that's She's it. A gold digger. Um, uh, no, I don't make enough money. For it. <laughs> I think, uh, are you referring to poor Ash's no, husband? No. no, of course not. <laughs> Keep going. Maybe he's big in the crypto world, dude. You don't know. <laughs> Could be. Uh, Gary Kissick, um, yeah, mm. tied the night with Ash Barty early in the month. They posted um, the photos on social media, um, just announcing, um, I guess, the joyous news. Gorgeous. Um, yeah. Nice and cheap, those so. wedding photographers, aren't they? Oh, very oh, cheap. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Worth their weight in gold, though. Um, but yeah, shouting her a beer. Um, we shouted her a few beers already. She mm, might be up least. there for most beers shouted on this show. Mm, she's almost so. a degenerate like you, Peppy, at this rate. Uh, well, <laughs> we've shouted her four beers. I'm probably about to drink four beers in the next hour and a half. So I wouldn't quite say degenerate. Degenerate. Golden girl. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Australian superstar, Ash Barty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so but she does like a cold one, and she can have one courtesy of the Esky. And congratulations on join another one to join the married club. That's it. Yeah, maybe she can join the married with kids club soon. Maybe. Well, I mean, she's she retired for a reason. I guess. Yeah. Play golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. And Sean, who are you shouting a beer? Okay, that segment's done. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't change it. It's still up there. <laughs> Sean, got, who, who would you like to shout a beer? Yes. Uh, I wanted to shout out Queensland because unfortunately due to our little break, I didn't get my half an hour of dick riding for <laughs> the Queensland team of how excellent uh, they were to win the series. I'm sure you've um, ridden plenty of dick in the last two weeks. So. Yeah, uh, yes, oh. yes. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. No, no, not at all. Not, not at all. I had my pride jersey on. It's all good, bro. Like, let's go. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, Queensland, they were excellent in that third game. Um, we State might of Origin we're talking about. State of Origin, yeah. of course, mm-hmm. winning mm-hmm. that series yeah. uh, at home uh, with a very valiant and very uh, excellent uh, game of footy, really. Um, it was one of the better uh, deciders and one of the better Origin games in recent memory. Uh, so it was great for our lads to get that. And, you know, that New South Wales jersey up behind you boys uh, ended up being a bit of a disappointment. Unfortunately, no sweep, but uh, we'll get them next year. 
Uh, firstly, uh, they're not our lads. <laughs> your lad. And secondly, uh, see you next year with Latrell and Tommy Turbo and et cetera, et cetera. I suppose it didn't have Munster. And yes, I guess it was one of the better origin games I've ever seen. Yeah. War of attrition early on, yada, yada, yada. It was two weeks ago. Who cares? Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's still, still butter. Very right. salty, mate. Very <laughs> salty right here. Anyways, I would like to shout yeah, yeah. a beer to the Aussie Athletics team, not at the Commonwealth Games, but at the World Champs last week. Uh, and mm. more specifically, the uh, the women's field athletes absolutely killed it. It was our best ever showing on the medal t- uh, tally at a World Championships for Athletics. Uh, two gold, one bronze, and it all came courtesy of our girls in the field, Eleanor Patterson in the high jump, Kelsey Lee Barber in the javelin, and Nina Kennedy with the bronze in the pole vault. Uh, so, yeah, we will talk a little Commonwealth Games in this mm-hmm. ep, um, mm-hmm. if that's your thing. It's only just started. We're day, what, day two, two of yeah. events? Yes. Uh, day three. Day three, I believe. Yeah, technically day three, but uh, opening ceremony day was Friday. Was Thursday. Oh. There you go. That's no. how. Oh, that's <laughs> how no, 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 following. no. It was Friday our time. Uh, yeah, I suppose yes. it's eight hours difference. If yes. you want to really pull that, right, out. it was Friday morning our time. That's how. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, technicality. Okay. Technicality. Yeah. Yeah. Time zones. Mop of the week. We like to mm. hand out a mop. It's the opposite of the shout of beer. It's uh, for something silly <laughs> that happened during the week, and uh, we're giving it to the NRL silly in general. Dumb, Is that what we're doing? The, well, I've, I think the week that they had, yes, in general, because uh, there was started with the t- Tigers Cowboys blunder. Yes, yeah, going to yeah. the bunker. Ca- Cowboys a, given the victory, a challenge that probably shouldn't have been allowed. Yeah. A very dubious penalty to uh, mm-hmm. give Valentine Holmes the opportunity to kick and win the game last week for the Cowboys and Over the Tigers. Mm. Kevin Proctor of getting sacked for vaping, vaping during half time. Yeah. <laughs> Great move there from the Gold Coast Titans, uh, getting <laughs> getting rid of his contract like that. Mm. And then the big talking point, I suppose, of the week, not just in the NRL, but just in the Australian in general, right? Australian sports sort of sphere, um, yeah. was the seven manly players that did not want to wear the Pride jersey for religious slash cultural reasons. Uh, Manly did go out to play the Sydney Roosters on Thursday night. They were going to – well, they did wear um, a a Pride jersey, the first time that it's ever been done in the NRL. However, seven players did not want to take part. Sean, thoughts? Uh, I wonder why they're doing it now. They've been playing in a Manly jersey all season, so (laughs) – Fair. (laughs) (laughs) all round it ended up, I guess, being a shit show. And it was perfectly um, uh, standard, standard affair for the NRL. Very rugby league, wasn't it? Yeah, like the, the club handled it poorly. The players probably, um, you know, of course, didn't get consultant throughout the process. But then it's just, it's a terrible look for the way that we probably should be. And they, especially with, with previous comments about how inclusive the league is trying to be mm. going forward, it kind of ended up being a bit of... Um, Shit show. Yeah, shit show. Uh, hypocritical, I think, for some of the yep. management as well. Yep. Like, yeah, and they fed, mm. fed Des and DC to the wolves, essentially. Didn't they? That, that, that press conference on Monday, yeah. and um, Des was kind of reading off uh, off a bit of a script. I thought him and DCE both handled themselves pretty well. Yeah, I think mm. Des uh, as well getting <laughs> anything that um, we couldn't answer. And a lot of the stuff he probably didn't, didn't have to answer. Mm. He was just throwing yeah. it. He's like, you should talk to management about that. They should that. talk to management. <laughs> yeah, because they were the ones that kind of <laughs> fucked this all up. But yeah. And I can so um, uh, let me say straight up. I if I had to wear mm. a pride jersey, mm-hmm. um, and 
you know, for, for local footy, let alone, you know, as it being a highly lucrative job, I've, yeah. I would have no dramas. Wearing mm. uh, a Pride jersey and, and, you know, standing for inclusivity, um, it was handled poorly by mm. Manly mm. to the fact that they had sent these jerseys out to Hugh Jackman and Chris Hemsworth weeks and weeks and weeks ago, but the players were only consulted about it on Monday, obviously the team was picked on Tuesday or the news broke on Monday yeah. and the hoo-ha and the... Well, they did the, the photo shoot and you can see who mm. they picked to do the photo shoot. I think they probably already had some... They probably, yeah, they probably had an idea yeah. in mind. It was just a absolute shit show. And the, the, also the encroaching on women's in, in yeah, yeah, league again. ground uh, yeah. as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, all for inclusivity, uh, but there kind of is a, already, uh, you know, a women's in league uh, yeah. round. Um, so for, for them to step uh, onto that was silly. Having said mm. that, having said that, uh, yeah, I think it is a little bit hypocritical of, of the players that are happy to have points bet and, you know, four points, sponsor them um, and have tattoos and, and the rest of it to nick nitpick this as the uh, the hill that they want to die on yeah. in terms of their religious slash cultural beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think about the league moving forward? There's been some comments around maybe trying to get a a pride round introduced. Uh, I don't see that happening in the near future, given the hoopla that it's caused just from seven players objecting. Uh, You know, it could be 30% of the league, uh, you know, that has a problem with it. You know, if there's there's seven blokes from one club, Mm. um, Mm. obviously the AFL has... You know, we spoke about it a few, week, it a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, they've been doing it for five years. Uh, St Kilda and Sydney, um, you know, wearing pride jerseys and, and having, um, you know, the LGBT um, community celebrated uh, with with really no no issues in the AFL. Um, is rugby league behind again? Um, you know, in, in terms in terms of this, or, or did the players have uh, a right to refuse to, to wear this jersey. Well, which I think is also the kind of a big issue because it was manly because they have probably the biggest known um, Ian Roberts. Yeah, Ian Roberts, mm-hmm. the gay, like gay, openly mm-hmm. gay player that since his playing career um, with them. So they they could have definitely done a, like a a really good thing here. Probably need to pick a different week as we talked about, but yep. they yep. they they probably could have worked that out and done a good job. But yeah, the NRL is going to NRL. Um, and they'll keep shoot, finding ways to shoot themselves in the foot. And Ian spoke out, you know, um, quite quite loud, quite loud, quite loudly this week, and said, yeah, that you know, obviously he was very upset, but he said he wasn't yeah. surprised. He said he wasn't surprised. Yeah. So that was kind of sad to, to for someone that you know that came out in the nineties. Um, you know, was the first uh, Australian contact sport player ever to to come out as, as gay. Uh, to you know, for him to say that he's not surprised, it's kind of like maybe things haven't really changed a mm. whole heap in mm. the last you know twenty or thirty years. But again, it's just it's a shit show, and that's why we've given the mop of the week to the NRL in general. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, can, but, they continued into the round of footy. So like. ex- exactly, it <laughs> yeah. just in in all um, you know aspects of this, the way that that it was handled by Manly, the way that it was handled by the players. Um, it, it kind of covering up a, a huge blunder last week, as we mentioned, with the Cowboys-Tigers. Um, but, look, we haven't had too much mm. hoopla this year in the NRL in terms of off-field stuff. Of course it was going to happen, wasn't it? Yeah, most of the most of the problems have been on-field with the, the quality of uh, decisions, to say. We'll get stuck um, into that when we, we discuss yeah. this round. Yeah. But I, I think, <laughs> just to finish up on this, I think uh, Manly fans did a manless, of course, buying all the jerseys. They sold out of that. Sold out um, very quickly. And I think mm. for, for them, like, they're the they're biggest losers in this because the squad... You know, I think they're outside the eight. They're like ninth currently. They're really they were playing the eighth place Chooks. It was yeah. a season defining mm. game, uh, and I think these players, uh, you know, whether 
you know, you agree with their stance or not, uh, yeah. it, you can. Everyone can agree that they've that they've sold their club short here yeah, because, well, because they, they may have cost them a finals chance by well, not playing. I reckon, mm. yeah, the Manly jersey is the Dragons barbecue of last year. So I, I think that as, as a Dragons fan, I'll, I'll cop it. I'll yeah, cop it, I, I think the, you probably put a line through them now because those seven um, they're going to have a hard time. Like they, of course, couldn't they didn't go to the ground on. Uh, for this game, because I'm worried about the what potentially the uh, the crowd get stuck into them, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et so, yeah, I've, I think um, there's rumours this morning that Des's job's in trouble as well. Um, I don't know. That's how, unfair. I, yeah, exactly. I, it's yeah. not his fault. Mm. Maybe go look at the board and the chairman um, before you start looking at Des. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think uh, they'll do their best. DCE will try their best there. Um, they've got a good squad, but I, I just think that's probably broken the camel's back, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not going to bring a club together, is it? Nope. You wouldn't uh, think? Nope. Not, not at this end of the season. No. Definitely not. Oh, well. Um, as a yeah. Dragons fan that's uh, you know, <laughs> hoping for a top eight berth, although the way they play this evening, uh, I'm not counting yeah, on it. I think the Raiders probably in a bit of a, the driver's seat for that at the moment. Raiders and Chooks. Um, mm. Speaking of the Chooks, they went out and won that game. It was 20 to 10. It was closer than a lot of people uh, suspected. I think the line mm. was 18 and a half. Uh, given all the outs for Manly, um, we have spoken ad nauseum about this topic. Uh, so maybe we, we move on. Mm-hmm. Storm. Uh, well, do you want to cover? Did Marty DePau actually end uh, up going to the Eels? Because he wanted an immediate release to go and it had to be done today. Quick Google, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, DePau came out. Uh, during the week, saying that he wanted out of Manly. Uh, and, yeah, the Eels were highlighted as a team that he might be going to. Any news on that? Or Nothing not yet? Recent. No. Nothing since he made that announcement on Friday. Because uh, the, the deadline is the 1st of August. So if it doesn't happen today, as in in the next six, six hours, hours. Uh, he will still be with Manly. There you go. But yeah, yeah I no, wonder if no reports. Yeah, I wonder no if reports. that broke the back a little bit. Where they, um, again, same thing. This is like writing on the wall, and DePaul's like, ah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Possibly. Mm. Storm Warriors. Uh, the Storm broke their four-game losing streak over in New Zealand with a 24 to 12 win. Uh, the big story, I suppose, was uh, the Storm. Going out, sniffing around, seeing if any <laughs> any players were interested Kicking in, in coming across. Uh, <laughs> when yeah. you say sniffing, you mean like <laughs> trying to hit up everyone. Everyone, Every, every yeah. ex they had. Was yeah, like, Reese okay. Walsh, Jaden yeah. Campbell were some of the names that they had been targeting. Uh, but they ended up signing David Nofal Alama uh, from West Tigers. Yeah, on a loan. On a loan, yes. Sorry, on a loan. They so have to give him back, but they have to, they have to give him see. back. But uh, we have seen this the last few years uh, where teams will approach um, other teams that aren't going to have finals aspirations. We saw it with mm. Tavita Pango Junior. Yeah, and last year and the, the Storm and the Tigers have a relationship with Harry Grant of doing this. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, they've, they've, that seemed to work out uh, nicely for both. So hopefully that'll um, yeah, be amicable in this situation as what well. What do you What do you think yeah. about it? Uh, top teams getting play, good players towards the end of the, the season. Stinks a bit, I think. Yeah, well, I think soccer handles this, of course, with – they have transfer windows and then big transfer yep. fees for yep. it to happen. Yep. Yeah, and uh, their transfer windows are mid-season, mind yes, you. Yes. It's not like here where not it's now, which we're, the last five rounds. Yeah, we're in the last quarter, season. essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we're not sure what the Tigers got out of this. I'm assuming they got a decent kickback um, for their club. Uh, but it's not disclosed, is it? No, I don't think so. You want to know um, how it works? The salary cap. 
I assume like, they take um, he, take he on yeah. his contract for the remainder of the year. Yeah, and I yeah. wonder how that because I'm not sure there's no real injured reserve as well, so they're still paying Pappenhausen even though he's not playing. Yeah. But I'm not sure horrible injury they, that fractured knee. That, well, that, that yeah, that's, that's what led insane, to the situation. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. was probably one of the worst injuries I've seen. And um, big Jack White and, and running knee on knee. Yeah, and he's a big lad to run over, run mm. over you as well, and shattered it. The X-rays, it's in like ten pieces. He's got three, three screws, screws in there now. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's um, you feel for Pappy, don't you? Yeah. He just hasn't had a good run of it. Yeah. Um, you know, we so spoke to it's a freak now, or is just riddled with he- injuries, head knocks, is, knee. But like this, this knocks. is a freak injury that like blows oh, your yeah. kneecap out. Yeah, you see the MRI, the, yeah, yeah in in multiple pieces, poor fella. So, wishing him uh, all the best with his recovery. Yeah, yeah, so overall, probably not a huge. Yeah, I'm not not a huge. I'm not fan a fan of, of, it, of if you want if you want to try and poach players. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Like we alluded to, like an EPL kind of system where it's got to be mm. sorted kind of by you know magic round or something. You yeah, know, well, like the, earlier yeah. earlier on in yeah. the year. I'm yeah, there's it's usually deadlines. The NFL's got a trade deadline. Like mm. it's it's always usually around mid season where he's mm. got to get you set. Uh, you set your roster, and that's what you got for the rest of the year. Um, so you know, NRL of course is. It hasn't learned anything from any other yeah. league in its t- existence. So, um, I mean, are we just saying that because it's a storm? Like, if it was the Broncos that had a f- couple injuries and they were shopping around, oh, it's uh, the Broncos as well. Same opinion, it, it's yeah. Same mo- opinion because I hate yeah. both. Of them. Yeah, it's, it's more. It's more of the Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> Anyone other than the Dragons? Yeah. <laughs> if Cameron Munster wants to come and play six for the Dragons, <laughs> I'll be all for it. I'd be all for it. Which, which I think, I'll shout him a beer for that. Uh, which I think is probably oh, in this instance, it's kind of okayish because we're talking about. Good players, but we're not talking about Cameron Munster. Like if Cameron Munster was yeah. like, "Hey, I'm going to go play for yeah, yeah. Penrith because yeah. they got no halves anymore." Yeah, everyone be like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't, you do, can't that. do that. Well, he actually he's a better uh, DCE, like because they're probably not going to make the eight. And Penrith are like, "Hey, we'll take you on for the rest of the year. We'll loan you, and you can come win a comp with us." That I think mm. that's bullshit. <laughs> but a, a guy that's like a fr- yeah. you know, fringe that, fringe star, yeah. good good. And well, again, like, I, I can I can wear that a little bit. Yeah. It's not a perfect analogy either, given that Cleary and Luai most likely back for finals. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. But I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. Uh, if if it was a massive player in a key position as well, you know, you pick yeah. up a good winger, does that solve all your problems? No. Mm, probably not. Uh, yeah, may, maybe we would think <laughs> of it differently. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, big big change where it's like essentially guaranteed the season's won, and everyone's like, oh, give them the trophy now, they've won it. Yeah, I think that's probably unfair in that in that circumstances. Yeah. Speaking of Cameron Munster, rumours of a $1.3 million a year deal from the uh, Redcliffe slash don't have a name yet, Dolphins, Dolphins. Uh, yes. which would make him <laughs> the highest paid player in the NRL. Obviously, uh, there's been a lot of speculation around this uh, this happening, uh, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks. Monks, uh, let us know what you find uh, uh, and, what, and, what and also found where we're at. interesting that we probably missed was he's not off contract till the end of next season, so mm-hmm. he can't actually officially negotiate till November. Of this year. year. Yeah. So that's probably why we haven't heard anything about extensions or anything for the Storm because he's probably waiting to that date, finish Mm -hmm. the season, Mm -hmm. uh, and then see what offers on the table. Uh, The rumors were that Storm were going to offer him around the seven or eight, eight, 800K kind of mark. And the Dolphins have gone, you know, they've been signing everyone uh, in the back line at the moment, but they're all kind of fringe guys. They still need that marquee franchise dude. And they've obviously got money still floating around. (laughs) And they're like, Munster, yeah, you can have all of it. Highest paid player in the league, and that's going to be a very hard thing to turn down. And we've we've looked at that, um, you know, that list as they've assembled it this year, and we've said, oh, you know, good forward pack, eh, on the outside backs, 
spine, spine, spine. What is going on with this spine yeah. and who are they going to get? Uh, obviously, Munster changes things uh, dramatically in, in how you'd view yeah, uh, well, their, their kind of aspirations. They got Sean O'Sullivan and I think they had – did they sign Lamb during the week? I think they're fine. Lachlan Lamb? Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. They, they signed a six um, during a week as well. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's decent enough. That'll get you through a year. Because either, either way, Munster's probably going to play for Storm next year. So he's not going to be there for the first season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But have him on the books and that helps you then buy players for the following year. Um, so it'll be quite interesting. And yeah, whether he wants to be the highest paid player. There's some rumours as well. The Titans are a bit worried because um, they are concerned that the uh, Dolphins will be better than next year. Which I think is probably a fair, probably yeah, going to be pretty the, fair. Yeah, the footy that the Titans have, have been dishing up, uh, you know, yeah. quite disappointing. Still surprised Holbrook is the coach at this point. They're, they're almost locked into the spoon. They're a game, two games behind now, I think. Oh, with the Tigers winning, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any news there on that Munster contract or no. just, just kind of rumours, 1.3? Just rumours, just, yeah. There hasn't been any recent news. It was Marshall King that I was thinking of. Yeah, that was, that was a few weeks back uh, with Marshall King. Well, we've been away a couple of weeks. So. True. Uh, that they only <laughs> the Tigers only are two two points well, clear game, game. of the Titans. Yeah. Mm, very very interesting. The mm. enigma that is Parramatta uh, continues to <laughs> surprise uh, with a 34-10 demolition of the twelve man Penrith mm. Panthers for a lot of this game. That was the big. Talking point, I suppose, was the Nathan Cleary spear tackle. Uh, the league mm. came out yesterday saying that it will be a five-week suspension. Uh, should yeah. he choose to try and fight it, it could be uh, going, uh, going to six guilty, weeks. So uh, he's already played guilty. Or two ago, I think. So yes. he's going to cop the five weeks. There's five games left. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's just a nice rest <laughs> for, for Nathan Cleary coming into finals. The speculation, I suppose, was... Was it worth five weeks, considering we saw Carl Lawton get, uh, four. get four weeks for his shot on Cam Murray earlier in the year, which by my eyes and from chatting around, there seems mm. to be a lot of people's eyes look worse. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah and uh, definitely, I think they were either um, it was what worse or very much on par. Mm-hmm. So I think four weeks, to me, four weeks was fair. Um, and I thought with uh, his, his, his last name, he might have got, you know, a couple of weeks off. Um, off that um, So the reverse of what happened <laughs> Yes <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly He has priors from earlier in the year Where he received a fine I believe that's the case And yeah that's added Though they don't do loading That's added a little bit to the conversation With his private priors there So that's why he's also got um, That extra week um, But yeah he's copped it uh, It'll be interesting what happens With Penrith now having no halves Um well, that man, Sean O'Sullivan, that we just spoke about, who played very well uh, yeah. earlier in the year. He's going to have to step up. The other thing he is... He played six for him in this game because Luau is out as well for five or six weeks as well because he's got a, a leg injury. I don't remember where, though. Uh, MCL for Luai, yeah. and it was Sean O'Sullivan that played yeah. six for them. Um, yeah, uh, the thing that with this is... Look, I, I don't think it's going to affect Penrith too much. They're six points clear... Of, of second place at the moment. There's five games in hand. Uh, worst case scenario, were, you know, should they lose all their, their games without their halves, they'll probably finish second. Uh, I, I still don't think that's going to happen. I, th- I think that I think they uh, wrap up the mind pre- the, premiership. Well, the, they've only, well, the other thing is they've only lost two games the whole season, mm. both of them to the Eels. Mm. Um, so I, I think they're probably going to be okay. Uh, and like I say, even if they drop a couple of those, they're going to be well clear and um, have some rested halves, hopefully, when mm-hmm. they get into the, the finals. 
Um, and maybe it could be Sean O'Sullivan and um, uh, uh, Nathan there as the, the, to take that on uh, at the start of the finals, depending on how Luai comes back from his yeah, MCL. Well, you think they th- might ease? I'd say they'd ease him back in. Well, they're saying case. six to eight weeks for Luai, which is pretty standard for a higher grade yeah. MCL. You'd want. Luai back for the first week of finals, I'd imagine. Uh, but, mm. yeah, we'll see see how that uh, plays out. Obviously, it will be a second chance mm. game. Mm. Uh, I liked how you alluded to, you know, their two losses being to this Parramatta yep. side. We yep. saw Parramatta beat Melbourne earlier in the year. They were doing this last year where they would beat the good sides and mm. lose games that they probably shouldn't. Uh, again, outside of, you know, our Dave Grohl pretender kind of chat around the <laughs> Parramatta Eels. You mentioned something uh, which which was quite intriguing uh, before the podcast started around is there some bad blood between these mm. two sides that actually gives this Battle of the West, uh, you know, some, some extra intrigue in that a lot of pl- Parramatta players or a few Parramatta players in, in RCG, Ryan Madison, were, were snubbed from the, mm-hmm. the Blues team for game Two. two, yep. Do you think there is some bad blood between these two teams, or, well, or do Parramatta just show up against good teams? Yeah, well, the also that chat leading into game three of um, uh, Campbell Gillard couldn't get a get a gig either uh, after McLean got injured. So, yeah, whether there is is some chat. Well, the chat there was that the Penrith players didn't like him. Um, they did, we did, you know, didn't want to play with him. And mm-hmm. I guess uh, maybe the in season comp where they. Um, seem to lose to the Eels because I believe they lost on last year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be a little bit of uh, friendly banter, friendly competition in that, or which probably <laughs> has led to some uh, words and bad blood. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe it has transitioned a little bit and that's why the Eels get up for the, this game and mm. um, have you know, the mickey over Penrith. Um, and, you know, maybe that's what transpired in the in the, the – New South Wales camp as well. They've come in and said, "Oh, you boys are real hot all year, except when you play us." <laughs> and <laughs> you know, he's probably rubbed a few of them the wrong way. Possibly. Um, yeah, anyway, I, I can't. I like the rhetoric maybe more than it, it's an interesting storyline. Yeah, thought. I don't know how much truth there is to it. It's yeah. probably just rumor mill, but I don't mind mm-hmm. it. I don't mind it. Yeah, exactly. Oh well, the I, pro- there's probably too many Penrith players playing for New South Wales in that third game, but. Bygones be bygones. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue that point. I'm not going to argue that point. <laughs> Queenslander, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh, next so year, next what? Year. So Sharks Souths was that a Golden Point game? It must have been. Yes, uh, uh, but that there was the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Uh, Raiders Titans first. Uh, the Raiders. Uh, 12-point winners in that one. Should have been more. They let him score late. Um, Did. In this and one. the Joe Tarpany sin, Ben. Yeah. The, uh, this was a classic. Uh, the retaliator gets caught. There was yeah. a cannonball-esque kind of tackle. Yeah, it was uh, a bad-looking one. Uh, which, considering which, what happened in the the Broncos game with Garrigan, we'll get to that. Mm. Um, I think uh, Joel was very much... Uh, uh, Tarpany was very much in his... Um, I don't know, remit? Uh, I, I'd allow a solid... yeah. Well, I like the Biff days, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like seeing Dane Gogo hit uh, Matt and Burton. That that, that definitely gets t- tickles me in the right places. Oh, um, so <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll call Dane Gogo uh, uh, if I had his number and say yeah. uh, Sean, Sean likes a uh, few few tickles from you, mate. Yeah, yes. Uh, so you know, a lot of this stuff would get sorted out on the field, I think, and. Uh, a lot of some of the dumb shit and the, the dog shots, etc., uh, hit getting hit off the ball uh, in bygone eras used to get sorted out on the field. Mm. 
if you know what I'm talking about. But so it's not bygone areas. You, you yeah. can't you can't punch people. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I see. But I, 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 I get I, it. Like I get it. You're you're probably more likely to hurt someone long term with a cannonball tackle than by throwing. A yeah. Punch. Well, we talk about Hastings. Like, yeah. He's he's broken his fibula. He's out for three weeks. So. Mm-hmm. Um, th- and we, I'm yeah. a, certain, and a very similar looking tackle. Like mm-hmm. you can see why he's pissed. Mm. Um, so I'm happy, you know, sorted out on the field. Here's, a, here's a, some cheap music for you. Um, and away <laughs> we go. But of course, yeah, he gets bitten for it. So he threw the punch. Yeah. It would be, and, and they it lost would the penalty be, as well. Maybe it so. would be nice if it was 1992, but unfortunately yeah. it's not. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I think. I think soft. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was, rugby league was good in the 90s. Yeah. You, you're really off at this this year, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. it, it's it, it doesn't make yeah, a whole lot of sense. I call it the bumhole league, but I can't do that anymore. But it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you see a very similar tackle yeah. um, in in the Brisbane. We've talked about Tigers how grey the NRL is. It's so grey. It is very grey. Uh, before that Tigers uh, upset game, let's talk quickly. Sharks South uh, Sharks coming out one point winner mm-hmm. um, over South Sydney, and again the league uh, with their suspension of Dale Finucan. For, for hitting a guy hard, like it's it was a head clash. It was yeah. a head clash. He he did fly mm. out of the line. Obviously, there was intent there. That's why they got it got given that grade three for dangerous contact. If, However, yeah, the Nate, thing Nate, that Nate that Miles would have never played a game in NRL. <laughs> 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 they been head a lot. A lot of people uh, would would have struggled uh, the way that it's uh, adjudicated these days. Uh, it was quite nasty looking. The yeah, the the ear, you know, uh, you know. Kind of half hanging on of Stephen Crichton. Did, uh, did he leave his feet? Because I, I don't think he did. I think he's he no, no. He didn't leave his feet, monks. Maybe if you can, if you can bring yeah, it up, yeah. if you wouldn't mind. But mm. it's clear that it's the the damage to Crichton's ear is from Fanukan's head. head. Yeah, it's not. It's not a swinging arm. It's not a shoulder charge. It's yeah. it's incidental what the damage is. Now, can you look at the intent from Fanukan flying out of the line, uh, you know, like that, and and throwing all his all of his force? Maybe, maybe, uh, but probably if it, five if, ten years ago, people would watch this and just say, "Good shot." Yeah, well, I'd be interested. Does he tuck his head? As in, like, if generally, if you're going to hit headbutt someone, you'd do it with the crown of your head because it's. He's not trying to headbutt him. He's not like he, he he's, trying, he's trying to put a shot on. Yeah, he he's does. trying to he's trying to put a shot on, and the thing that causes the damage is is the left side of Fanukin's head slash cheek, perhaps, yeah. on on Stephen Crichton's left ear. Stiff, stiff. It's yeah. It's and if you look at Crichton, he's kind of turning and falling as well. So even before the impact happens, and we yeah. always talk about it. Yeah. Does the outcome uh, affect? Uh, the well, head, head clashes the, like the that, ruling that's well, accidental. That's not on purpose. Of course, it's accidental. But if Stephen Crichton's you know ear doesn't get obliterated in this, in this, do they look at the, the same? The judiciary, mm. I'd argue, they don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know with the NRL anymore. It's hard. It, it, it's it hard. is hard. It is hard to to try and make sense of of some some of these suspensions so some, and the way. Actually, I think something like that should be sorted out within the game. So, as in, yeah, that's all right, it's accidental. Let's let's penalise that. You got a penalty. Was not a penalty on the field. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think you deal with it that then trying to suspend him two weeks afterwards because um, it doesn't like that doesn't help Penrith. <laughs> um, no, you know. it doesn't help. Penrith at all, yeah. uh, you know the teams that get the advantage are the teams that Cronulla play in the next few weeks. Yes, I think the only argument they have against Finucane is like it was just way too high. Like yeah, the fact that it's a head it's clash. above the shoulders, like it's, it's bad. But it's hitting no, no more, more but, so like his, look, te- his tackling technique. Te- yeah, yeah, 
And and look, yeah. I said before it wasn't a swing. Well, maybe there is a swinging arm. The, the arm doesn't that doesn't make the contact. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that that's that's the argument to to suspend uh, Fanukin for the time that they did. Yeah, just yeah. playing devil. Uh, De- devil's yeah. advocate. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it's, it, it's hard to make sense of that being three weeks. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Yep. And then yeah. you look at what Nelson did, and he gets nothing. Yeah, we didn't mention that in the in the storm game. It doesn't make any sense. The Nelson Asofa Solomona. The Nelson one is way worse than that. (laughs) Which goes, yeah, unpunished. Anyways, let's try let's try and enjoy this game for the 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 product that we get (laughs) and and not the inconsistencies in uh, in some Uh, of the rulings. Yeah. The the Tigers provided a massive Actually I just had a thought, you know, three sixty doesn't exist if the NRL isn't the way it is. (laughs) (laughs) You ever watched AFL three sixty before? It's very different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very different. It's, it's well, they actually talk about the games that were played. And it's much less uh, conjecture and argument <laughs> and Buzz Rothfield, which which I, t- I, I tend to enjoy. Poor Buzz. Buzz, he's on holidays. He wasn't on this week. Uh, would have been would have been an interesting week for, for Buzz uh, to be on. Uh, 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 an intriguing week indeed uh, for probably more of the wrong reasons. Let's, uh, let's just talk about this Sharks-South game because it was a good game of footy. Went to mm-hmm. Golden Point. The mm-hmm. Souths have been resurgent since Latrell's been back. Unfortunately for them, Latrell couldn't kick straight in this one, uh, missing a few uh, chances at goal. Uh, but Nick Hines doing the job and slotting it over to get the win here. What do you think of these two teams? Do you think they can compete with the, the others, so they, um, with, the, say, the, the resurgent Queensland teams and Penrith? Um, or do you think where, – where, where do you see them mm. – um, I don't think Souths have a good enough uh, spine um, overall with the four to potentially win the comp. I think the Sharks with Nika Hines potentially being, you know, arguably the buyer of the year with Adam Reynolds mm. in that conversation, mm. maybe they are more of a dark horse and I think they can win finals games. Yep, and I think the latter pro- probably, um, you know, confirms that mm. that uh, that statement there, yeah, I think yeah. you know, and, and we saw the way that the Sharks played last week against Penrith. You know, if you want to go off that, mm. they, they led the first half, needed to play eighty minutes of football, obviously. Yes, uh, let me let, you know, let me also state that obviously it's Penrith's comp to lose this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know that they've been head and shoulders above uh, anyone else in this competition. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I could I could see I could see Cronulla, you know, being competitive uh, mm-hmm. at least with them. Mm-hmm. South, South, South with. You know, since Latrell's come back, different side. Yeah. Different oh, side. Definitely. We we saw, you know... He's their magic. He's their... their he's unreal, man. Yeah. He does things that you that other players just, just can't do. Wasn't his best game in this one. That but, is true. That is true. Also, but, yeah. but we also have to think about, you know, four or five weeks ago before Latrell come back, uh, the Dragons running in 30 points in a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a half. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that South Sydney. So, so yeah. the South Sydney there or thereabouts, I think Cronulla could definitely cause Penrith some problems. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Alex Johnson? Twenty-two tries so far. Unbelievable, season. man! Yeah. We talk about him every week. He just <laughs> keeps scoring. He just scored one last night. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Just one. Five games to go. Do you think he can get to thirty? Ah, uh, yeah. No reason why he can't. Yeah, uh, I think he'd go pretty close. Yeah. Um, and I think he's one behind the Morris brothers from memory. Both of them, yeah. Because the uh, well, combined. W- no, no. One is a. <laughs> I think he's, he's combined. I think I can't remember which one. One of them's like one ahead, and then the other one I think's like five ahead. But within, he's at like one fifty six, I think, mm. and then in the ten, like one fifty six to one seventy six, they're all very close. Okay, so, so he's he's going to go past a lot of people soon. Yes, yes. Uh, it's Josh Morris who he's now equal with on one hundred and fifty eight okay. tries, and then. 
Hazamel Masri 159, Matt Singh 159. Probably get them this year. You'd think so. You'd think so. Mm. Brett Stewart 163, Terry Lamb 164, Andrew Eddinghausen ET 165. He probably goes into the top five, five try yeah. scorers this year. Yeah. And then if he plays next year, he Eight. might be second. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I think I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's a, that's a reasonable statement. We have spoken a little bit about it on this podcast. Mm. Uh, barring some kind of you know catastrophe to his career, <laughs> he is going to be the NRL's leading try scorer. Yeah, he might not go not, down. Not, not just the NRL, the New South Wales Rugby League. Yeah. ARL, NRL, ever, yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He he might not ever go down as the greatest winger of all time, but he's the greatest finisher by far. Yeah. In fact. I don't know. There may be an argument uh, against that as well, but mm. uh, you know, credit credit to Alex Johnson. Uh, you know, it's it's an unbelievable career that he's amassed already before mm. he's even turned thirty, uh, which is which is pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Question for you, Peppy: Who's number two in try scoring so far this year? This year, this year, this year. Is it Jeremiah Nanike after this game? <laughs> yes, it is. He's at 16. He's equal with Corey Oates. That is wild. <laughs> wild, and wild, it, wild. He's still six behind Alex Johnson, but yes. He's fucking 19. <laughs> he's 19. This bloke's going to score more tries this year than his age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. He has yeah. had some kind of season. Played great for Queensland as well. He, he was very good for Queensland. He's been very good for uh, fantasy slash super coach. Um, <laughs> that, that Cowboys team, like they found like three different forwards that played really, three or four forwards that yeah. played really well for Queensland, and just, they're just out of nowhere. Unbelievable! Like, check, check the tape. We say a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, we no worries, but not, no one gave him a chance. No one gave him a chance. You and know. look, that wasn't outside yeah. of the uh, the zeitgeist of the time, if you will. That was the mm. public opinion that the Cowboys might struggle <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, getting zeitgeist into an yeah. arrow chat <laughs> there we go. on the podcast. Um, yeah, they, they've yeah. they've just. Played above and beyond what anyone expected. That this inexperienced, we were worried about their spine. Drinkwater's been playing unbelievably. Um, Dearden. Dearden's had had a breakout year, and Chad Again Townsend a bit Excellent. of a, a bit of a fuck you from Ch- Chad Townsend mm. as well, uh, saying, "Hey, I'm I'm pretty handy." Well, in this, in I think this I think this young forward pack, um, and we uh, we well we the Dragons uh, Cowboys game just finished, and of course they they pumped them. Um, we talked about that, so. Uh, skipping ahead, but the Cowboys with that young you guys coming in the Ford pack, I think it's really it's giveable using that 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 the the, the usual stereotypical uh, you know chat is they've set the platform mm. they've they've got the you know they go forward there and that makes it really easy for those guys in the spine to do what they need to do, and then they can feed guys yeah. like Valentine Holmes on the on the edges and they can um, you know wreak havoc like I've they they really needed to find those young boys in that Ford pack and to step up and that's. They've blown up, and where are they now? They second, they second, second, so second. Yeah, and we, we we looked at this team that that just smoked the Dragons thirty four to eight. Uh, the the fact that Hamiso Tabuai Fado doesn't even make the your mm. starting outside backs. It's there yeah, comes off the bench. Yeah, yeah they're, they're t- it's a great te- it's a great team, and yeah, obviously you know we've we've seen Jeremiah uh, Nanai, we've we've seen Ruben Cotter, we've mm. seen Tom Gilbert uh, all develop uh, mm. a lot as as players, uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a formidable pack. I want to pose a question to you, yeah, that we just did with Cronulla and that we just did with mm. South. Can these guys bother Penrith? Uh, you know, come come October. How many of them mm. are still there that played in the Cowboys final? I from 2016, very few. Yeah, 
Very, very J- few. Jason I think, Brady, I think Jamalolo, I think Cole Felt would have been in that. Was Holmes playing for the... Nope. No, no uh, he wouldn't have been. I think it's two. So I think it's I think it's Kyle Feld and Jason Tamalolo. So I I, I so I I don't want to completely rule them out, but I'd say inexperience maybe means they won't mm. win the comp. With kind of like how the Penrith that year where they where, where they dominated, dominated, and, and, and then, then Melbourne came out. Yeah, and yeah, maybe final. a little bit of a final, choke. Finals footy is just something different. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. coming up against Cameron Smith, and he's played in every final for the last twenty years. So, <laughs> like, yeah, like uh, they. I think they may be a year. They need probably that loss in the final period where they go, oh, shit, we've got to take mm. this serious mm. next year. We're going to, you know, uh, give them that chip, give them that experience they need, and then next year they're going to be an absolute dominant force. But um, I think it's a great segue here that Brisbane also kind of have the same sort of they found the young forwards. Mm. Um, you, you know, talk about Pat Carrigan, talk about um, men in the series winning the Wally Lewis medal for fucking Queensland. Uh, he thought it was a complete surprise, <laughs> but, you know, big minutes played, mm. um, big games and uh, had a, you know, trying to play a big game against the Tigers here, but they lost here. Uh, but then the cannonball tackle, I think, was potentially the chat on report. I'm not sure what that's going to going to look like. So Brisbane did lose 32-18 and they lost um, – they let in some easy tries towards the end of the game in this one to blow the score out. Uh, but, yeah, this cannonball tackle on the ankle and then rolls him over and broken broken shin bone there for uh, Hastings. Um, I See, I don't know if that is a true cannonball tackle. Uh, hip drop. It ended it, up being more hip drop. Yeah, yeah exactly. I guess yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's that's incidental. I think obviously you know with thinking of Jackson and Hastings breaking his leg there, but yeah. Pat Carrigan doesn't mean to to drop onto his leg there. He's trying to drop his weight, and again we we speak about the hip drop t- tackle and how how it's kind of been demonised. Uh, although it may be just good tackling technique, you know, you're trying to get gravity down. Um, it, it, Unfortunately, uh, a leg a leg might get caught up in it at, at some stage. Yeah, well, that's they've been trying to get rid of the hip drop uh, this year yeah. after mm. what I think it was Josh Maguire did last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Um, where I ended up with a similar sort of injury, I believe, as well to the lower leg. Um, yeah, they've they don't like that where the guy is kind of on on the weight on the back legs, and then the guys over the top roll him over because um, yeah, it's. Uh, high chance of injuries to the legs um, with something like that. So, yeah, I think Carrigan might be in trouble and miss a couple of weeks for that one. It's a shame. It's not what, what did Josh get? I think Josh got... Maguire last year, five weeks. Five weeks, yeah. I think he got five weeks from memory. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a long suspension. So, mm-hmm. Carrigan's having an excellent year for Brisbane. Um, they played pretty poorly in this Tigers game. Tigers, I think... After the week they had been stiffed, um, they've come out come out swinging, and that's Noddy's first win as well. Mm. Um, it's interim, is interim, and yeah, we've we, we kind of missed it with the break where Tim Sheens announces head coach till twenty twenty five, where yep. he's then going to hand over to Benji, and Benji Marshall quit all his media duties uh, during the week too to focus on this. I'm probably going to be sick if I get asked questions about Tigers <laughs> being a being a head coach, but him and Farah are going to be assistants uh, this year, kind of getting the band back together, and mm. it'd be quite interesting to see what that looks like. So it, it's it's kind of old news. We do apologise. Um, you know, it, it was announced nearly nearly two weeks ago, yeah. but but we haven't been here. We haven't discussed. Uh, does we, we've spoken about on the podcast before? Would Tim Sheens, you know, be a viable coach? Uh, you know, at, at his age, he, he's not any older than, than Wayne Wayne Bennett is, um, and arguably one of, well, 
we've had him in our, in our top. He's got an excellent record. Our he's top three NRL coaches of all time. Mm. Um, is is he going to be able to turn this club around? Who have yeah yeah and it's been uh, dismal really for the last ten years. Yeah, and you got to also remember, and in modern NRL era too, because Tim Sheens um, has uh, been in England for many many years. Um, different kind of game, the way they play it to the way we do. His last premiership was 05 with the Tigers. Yep. With Benji as a 19-year-old, right. <laughs> yes. however yes. old he was in 2005. Yeah. A lot has transpired and, yeah, unsure of how much will transition. I guess that's probably why he's included those legend, excuse me, legends of the club as well there to probably get um, some of that new ideas and um, thinking into into the club because they weren't too bad when Benji went back to the Tigers and played with Robbie, mm-hmm. um, better than where they are now, mm-hmm. uh, and whether Tim Sheens just focuses on being the the voice in the room of the, the leadership part of it, getting the boys g'd up, um, and uh, ready to play football. It, it, it's an interesting. I I think l- the issues of the Tigers is less. Uh, with the players and the coaching, probably no, more no. with with the, the management. management and the board. Yeah, I think agree a lot. A hundred. They've probably got too many former players um, with too many voices there um, than you know, actual people that understand how to, how to run a proper <laughs> fucking football club. Anyway, coming from us, uh, <laughs> many years of experience in running uh, rugby league clubs, but I we probably got the same amount of experience as they do. So <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> Hey, the results speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> they haven't won shit for ages. We haven't had listeners for ages. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't make any difference. We haven't lost anything either. So. Our record technically better than this. Can't lose if you don't have an opponent. Exactly. The dogs did beat the Knights. Uh, both these teams won't be playing finals. Uh, Corey mm. Waddell copped a five-week suspension for a... Incidental, I guess. Yeah, I, th- I thought possibly incident. I think eye gouge. Uh, Big Tano said there was nothing in it. So. He did say that after the game. He was very animated last week when it did happen. I suppose your hand shouldn't be there in the first place is, yeah, maybe, is maybe the counter to that. Yes, yeah. Too high there. Dogs have, dogs have turned it around since, yeah, the, since the Trent Barrett sacking. Go, go uh, have a look at Adokar and what Matt Burton have been doing, I think. Um, the yeah. New, Sa- the New yeah. South Wales yeah. selectors may have missed one there. <laughs> yeah. Josh Adokar last week uh, scored a hat trick mm. and celebr- well, he did the call me uh, celebration, yep. uh, yeah. which was well, obviously directed at the New South Wales <laughs> exactly, selection panel. Exactly, putting the phone down and stomping on it, yes. Mm. And did he get a double in this as well? So Did he score two today? Uh, against the Knights, I thought you got that there. Did he score? He did not score. Oh no, he he did the he, he got a um, he got the ball in like broken play and kicked it across the field for the other winger to score a try. Yeah, so, right. Adokar doing everything at the moment. Yes, yes. The um, Fox officially the fastest uh, man in league as well. Uh, last yes. week on that intercept try, uh, clocked at thirty eight k's an hour, something like that. Yep. Thirty eight point seven, yep. something like at that. Brad Fittler. Yeah, right. Hmm. Uh, and <laughs> how much more do you want to talk about the Dragons getting dicks? Zero. <laughs> Absolutely zero. Uh, I did say no. at the start of the year, I would take a gentleman's 10th, <laughs> I believe. Uh, and it's looking a lot like a gentleman's 10th or 11th <laughs> this year. I've avoided the spoon. Yeah. That's the main thing. Thank God for Ben Hunt and the season that he's put together. And shame on you last <laughs> year for saying that he was the most overpaid player in the NRL. He's a Dally M shout. He yeah, well, he is a halfback. He, well, <laughs> maybe we should play hooker. If, if you... <laughs> If you win a Dally M and you're playing halfback, are you overpaid? Yeah, in a shit team when no one else is good. 
Settle. <laughs> Settle. It was like, who's going to get uh, the three votes this week? Fuck, we only got Ben Hunt. We're going to give it to him. We're talking about the West Tigers a minute ago, and now you want to throw <laughs> shit out to talk about my tier three rugby league <laughs> team yeah. in the Dragons. Uh, no, I think the Dragons don't play finals uh, this mm. year. I think the Chooks are way too. Uh, good uh, mm. And the Raiders Have a pretty favourable Run home yep. They're only mm. A top 8 competition On the way home Is Penrith This week And before this round started I thought Parramatta Had a very hard run home I thought they Might be in a bit of strife uh, I'm mm. glad I didn't say that On the podcast Although <laughs> I am doing it now um, But I, I think I think they'll be just fine Yes yep. um, I just want to touch on The Cowboys They versed Penrith In the last round of the season So that will be A very good it's indicator got a, It will be a finals. good indicator It's Depending in, on It's in Townsville And we're not yep. going to have Cleary or Luai In yeah, that true, game true, true. Yeah. So who knows And, and that's and that's one thing Maybe uh, as well With the Cowboys Do you get a little bit Of you know The AFL um, Kind of influence And we'll talk about The AFL in just a sec mm. uh, In that You know It's hard for, for these Out of Melbourne teams in mm. the AFL or the out of Sydney teams, is it hard for them to go down and win the big day in Sydney? Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Outside of Melbourne, they they didn't seem to struggle too much. But no, Melbourne's never had any dramas actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually with it. That's a, that's a good point. So there might yeah. be nothing to it. <laughs> but but that, that's probably due to the fact they've had a couple of mortals planned for them in that time frame, and mm, the true. coach is uh, in that conversation of goat chat as well. So yeah. Um, Eddie Jones <laughs> <laughs> let's, 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 let's wrap the rugby league up Eddie Jones For some rugby chat uh, mm. The English uh, tour down here They did beat Australia in that Eddie Jones of course being their coach uh, Had some pretty interesting uh, banter With some of the crowd uh, The crowd getting stuck into him About being a trader And he was going Turn around he and like he was that. like, what the fuck you say to me? <laughs> he was getting stuck in. He was like, yeah. It, it was a member of the crowd, one, one, one member. Not, yeah, not trying to get his TikTok, that's what he's doing. And, um, and, and Eddie Jones. Him. Yeah, definitely. And well worth it. I so. think it happened yeah. a couple of times because I saw another video floating around yeah. like a oh. different situation where uh, someone else did it as well. Yeah. So I wonder if Eddie is um, – not trying to redo his in image, but oh, whether he wants something more closer to home because, yeah, during the week uh, he got caught up with – uh, with uh, the win uh, news um, uh, group, I believe, and they were asking him questions, and he was like, "Yeah, I'd love an NRL job. Um, I'd really like to coach Souths." Um, really? Yes. So um, that created big headlines. Then, of course, they had to go talk to the Souths' current head coach, Jason Dimitri. Uh, yes, who's taken over from Wayne and having a bit of an up and down time since Bennett has left. Um, and she's like, yeah, well, the job's not open. I've got it. Yeah, <laughs> so that's fair enough, too. Yeah, but I, I wonder if Russell Crowe, what he thinks there. I don't think the direct um, transition from rugby to rugby league is going to be um, that easy, but maybe the same thing we're talking about Tim Sheens. Maybe Eddie's there for more strategy and the core kind of leadership ma mention, and then he's got strong assistance. He needs to bring in probably strong rugby league assistance, not – not rugby guys, and uh, maybe it works, but I don't see the transition here. I think it's way more noise than news. I think yeah. Jason Demetrio's job is safe for now. Yeah, just a good way to get rugby um, chat on. Unlike the some other <laughs> some other uh, NRL coaches, uh, well, still plenty yeah. of open jobs because nothing official for the Bulldogs yet. And uh, who was the other one that doesn't have a coach yet? Um, Warriors. Warriors. Yes, I don't think they've announced anyone either. No, yeah. I don't think that's so. No, 
because they got Stacey running around at the moment. Is he confirmed for next year? He's just interim. Just interim, yeah. So, actually, no, they got – they no, they did. They signed – they got the Penrith assistant that isn't the one that's potentially going to the Bulldogs. Remember that? Hard, hard to keep up. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. And then, yeah, what happens to Newcastle Titans and Dragons in the coming weeks um, for potential – how is Anthony well. Griffin under the microscope? Like they, they've performed better than they were uh, yeah, meant to do this year. True, but they also just sacked two of their sister coaches. So I'm just that following the, the bouncing ball. If yep. they're going, why are they then keeping the head coach? So anyway. Andrew Webster. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Cousin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of not related to James Webster fame. Yeah, yeah. I do do you remember that? Yes. The other thing in the rugby I did see, uh, not that we follow rugby at all, uh, Ireland beat the All Blacks uh, I did see this twice, too. I think, in yeah. New Zealand. Yes. Ew. Changing the guard? Mm. Me thinks not. Uh, Interesting. Not. Roger played on that too, I believe. He did, and as a few leagueies, uh, I don't think he has a whole heap of influence in that team. I think he's coming off the bench and plays limited minutes. Very limited. Yep. All right. Should we talk some AFL? Might as well. Do you want to... Start with um, I'll give go sorry. No, that's a foghorn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Still needs work. Still needs work. Uh, I didn't even get to do it for our rugby league segment either because yeah. we went straight into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Sorry, not so much. Needs work. Needs work. Um, do you want to see it? I'm having a beer. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, uh, the game that just ended, Richmond Brisbane? Because uh, it actually ended up quite interesting because Richmond were down, I think, 72 to 36 at half time. Yeah. Massive, massive comeback. Yeah. There so from the Richmond Tigers. Yeah. They keeps scored their season alive, really. Definitely. Well, they scored 70 points in the second half to Brisbane's 20. Um, and the Lions probably shit the bed. Uh, no better way to, to say that, giving up that big of a lead uh, in that one. And that's kind of disappointing. And it's goes back to what I think I've been saying with the Lions is they have these kind of games where they just get stuck in something or they the opposition changes something and they just don't like it and can't do anything about mm. it. They're just missing something. I don't know what it is, but the Lions, to me, they're still missing whatever the X is and these veteran clubs um, seem to be able to run through them when they need to and get big wins. So I, I will stick to my previous comment that I don't think the Lions can win the comp with the current squad. Yeah, and, uh, and I think that's fair. It's, it's always been the mickey on uh, these Brisbane Lions is that they're a highly talented something. group, but they yeah. are struggling to beat, uh, you know, s- mm. some of these. Not that, not that Richmond's having a stellar year, but they're, you know, it's essentially the same playing group that's won three flags. Uh, put, a, put away these better teams. And when you look at the Lions, mm. McStay... Daniel Rich and Zorko all off contract at the end of the year without, mm. without re-deals. Re is, is that window closing a little bit? We speak know. about the premiership window. Because I really yeah. it was talking, sort of talking about well, last Neal's year, last season, like whether or not their window was starting to close. Yeah. Um, and, and we were talking about them being last year in that window now. Yeah. So you only get the window for... Yeah, well, they signed Lockie Neal mm. for the next, what was it, six years? Yeah, um, it's a long yeah. one. So, so potentially they've got to try and keep that window ajar um, at least um, and they just need something. They need something. I, don't, I, don't, I can't put my finger on it, but they just lack something to put them over the edge. Um, and whether that's a young fellow that comes through the club when they get an, another new draft class, um, whether there's a few guys that maybe aren't given mass effort that they need to, to, to move on to then, you know, find whatever that thing is, I don't yeah. know. I or whether it's just they got to trade, you got to go out and get the guy, you know, sign a big signing from somewhere. 
I don't know what it is. I, I used to think that the thing that they were lacking was a key forward. And yeah. and getting Joe Danaher across and him maybe not quite having the, the same impact that he did uh, as an Essendon bomber, obviously injury riddled and, and the rest of it. Uh, mm. I thought that might have might have solved still, a few of their but problems. Rainer's been good this year, Hipwood's been back and McStay. They've, they've kind of as a group there's doing more, enough. Their small forwards are excellent. Yeah, I think I think they have three guys in the top ten goal scorers yes. in, in in the league. Yeah, Bailey Zorko and um, Cameron. Cameron, yeah, uh, not Zorko. No, sorry, um, who am I thinking of? Um, don't know. <laughs> McCarthy. <laughs> McCarthy. Am I thinking of McCarthy? I don't know. I'll, I'll I will chase up that that claim yeah. uh, that 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 they have ten, uh, three in the top ten. Uh, no, maybe they lack some size. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, let me go here. Goal scorers. Uh, no, they definitely don't have three in the top ten. Charlie Cameron is in the top ten at the moment. Uh, but then... Nothing I was way off here. Yeah. That's why we have fucking laptops in front of us, bruh. Because <laughs> we can fuck shit up. Uh, Dana has their... Dana I was thinking McCarthy. Yeah. Lincoln McCarthy. And then Bailey's so, under that. So that's they've got three guys in the top 20 Let's Anyway, I just, yeah. Uh, they, they miss something and they got to figure out what that is. That's where I'm at. Um, and, you know, those, those guys, those established clubs, the veteran clubs, they're still kicking along. Look at Geelong. Are Geelong still, are they top of the table at the moment? Yep, they sure are. Yeah, and Dad's Army getting the job done. Dad's mm. club, Dad's club. Mm. Anyway, let's go back to <laughs> let's go back to Friday. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, go back to Friday and let's talk about the the, the demons riding the ship a little bit here mm. against um, a Doctors team that has been very very good this year, and you know they put forty past them. That's exactly what they did. They yeah. ride the ship after uh, you know an up and down uh, last sort of six weeks. Um, you know, we, we were speaking about this team uh, earlier in the year as you know. You know, like the Penrith of, of the NRL, who can beat the Melbourne Demons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we've had a little bit of... We're talking uh, about undefeated seasons, bro. Exactly. And then we've, you know, they've come sort of crashing to earth. But they're swinging. Perfect. I think it's also perfect timing for it. They needed the rally to check now, get good, run it in the finals. Frio in Perth, 60,000 in there on Friday night. Mm-hmm. It, and they put a clinic on them. They put a clinic on them. May and Lever, uh, you know, we, we, we kind of talk ad nauseum about this this Melbourne backline, mm-hmm. but they they shut they just completely shut down uh, Tabernar and 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 Roy Lobb. Um, they they I think they conceded five goals in, in the in the entire game. Uh, mm-hmm. They they were looking like the Melbourne of last year on on Friday night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and really needed to send a statement. So, um, yeah, they. <laughs> What can you say? They're going to go into the finals as a, a big-time contender. Um, and we mentioned Dad's Army. That's probably their biggest opposition at the moment. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, and we'd like to talk about tiers in, in all the sports that, that we like to follow. I think tier one is Geelong and Melbourne. Yep. Agree. And then we've, we've got all these, you know, we, we just spoke a lot about Brisbane. They're, they're in that tier two. You, mm-hmm. you Collingwood, who we'll get to in a sec, who have won ten in a row, they're, they're in that tier two. Um you know, um, the year that Collingwood have had, considering the conversations we were having a couple of weeks ago, yeah, the shit yeah. show that was a club. Indeed. And considering um, Grundy hasn't been playing for them. Yeah, they're, they're missing essentially the best player with all, all this going on. Uh, and the Sydney Swans, they're probably in that tier two yeah, uh, as to, you know, premiership contenders. But well, uh, Yeah, I could put Collingwood, Swans, Lions and Dockers all in that tier two. Yeah, 
Yep, I'd agree with you there. Speaking of Collingwood, they do go 10 in a row mm. yesterday with a six-point win. Did you want to win. Make, you skipped over Bradshaw there, bro. Bradshaw, oh, Bradshaw. Sorry. Yeah, he did sign a six-year deal. Another my, massive deal. My for apologies. Another one. And Petrarca and Clayton Oliver are both locked in for six and eight years. Was it nine, my, nine years for Clayton Oliver? Yeah, my question, yeah, a long time. My question for you is, does that mean there's not money elsewhere? Do you think they're going to be top heavy and have to be young elsewhere? Like, uh, like that back line we're talking about. Like they got to run out of money. At some are point. they going to be able to pay guys and keep them under the salary cap? Yeah. Good question. Good, good, good question. The I I think in an AFL list you probably can go heavy at, at your balls and okay. and try to to uh, save yourself a bit of money elsewhere. Again, you know, we're talking about Brisbane and how they lack possibly a, a good you know true tall key forward. Melbourne doesn't have a good, true... Well, they, they had... Uh, they brought in Ben Brown. He hasn't, hasn't but he's been, been injured heaps. Yeah, and exactly. he hasn't been that. He hasn't, yeah. he hasn't been that. I don't think he's played a lot this um, in recent weeks either. So, mm. um, uh, What were we talking about? Uh, Brayshaw. The, the thing is, uh, outside of, of salary cap kind of stuff as well, it's so much stock to put in three guys. You, you're pretty much mm. saying for the t- 2020s, you mm. know, th- yeah. this is our, our midfield. Well, they've gone with 1-1 one, one comp. Let's see if we can win two, three, four more. Like that's we'll lock them in and it's see a, how many costs we can. It's win. a lot of stock to put into three guys. And yeah. look, at, I think Petrarca and Oliver, their their resumes kind of speak for themselves. Uh, Ang- yep. Angus Brayshaw, obviously his brother's doing a lot for for the team that they beat yep. um, in, in Frio, but a, a very talented player in his own right. Yeah, uh, the the last piece of that puzzle is is signing Max Gorn long long term. Mm. Interesting. It's 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 wild, and we, we do speak about uh, a lot on this podcast about the rise of the long contract that we've seen uh, in the AFL in particular, but also in the NRL. We've seen a little bit in, in American sports. Yeah, and as well. potentially like it's maybe short time pain for the D's if they can get through it and keep guys together. Mm. Then you know new TV deals, new money, salary cap increases. They actually get more room, but they've already got these guys locked up on you know uh, the last deals. Um, uh, you know, set uh, salary limit, so they've got they've got maybe extra room there. So it, it kind of works in both their their favors potentially. Mate, inflation! You seen what fucking yeah, exactly? You know, cost <laughs> cost to fill your car with a tank of fuel at the moment. Jeez, mm-hmm. maybe that's what they're banking on is is that the average contract in a few years' time is is, yeah. is two million dollars or something. Exactly, and they've got them locked up for a mill for a foreseeable future. They'll be like, oh, we're happy with that. Anyway, uh, Carl Collingwood. Get past Port. Um, Flag pies, pays me to say it as a Carlton fan, but uh, yeah. they're, they're playing some good footy, 10 in a row for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, well, is that all post the, the Penbury stuff that happened? What stuff? Uh, all all the, the media D- beat up with... Dugowie? D- um, Dugowie, yes, sorry. No, so Dugowie was in the bye round, which was five weeks ago. So they've been able to string all of this yeah. together. I think that's pretty good. Like uh, leading up to it, hasn't broken the camel's back as we've been talking about Manly earlier. And then past that, they've, you know, you know has it joined the club together a little bit, um, you know, f- focused them against the outside pressures. They're focused on themselves and they've gone out and just played good fitty, footy. Um, yeah, I think uh, Dacos is probably a good reason for why they've been the way they're playing as well as they Un- have been. Unbelievable for a nineteen-year-old to go out there and play the the way that he has. All and Australian. Ooh, good good question. I'm going to say not quite, not quite an all Australian. Hater. He, hater. <laughs> I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. He's playing unbelievable 
football. He should be the rising star uh, in the AFL this year. Uh, he will be an All-Australian, no doubt. He is an unbelievably talented footy player for him to go in as a 19-year-old as a and dominate the way that he has this year. Having said all that, I don't know if he'll crack that All-Australian team. I don't think he will. Well, Collingwood up into third mm. place there. They're mm. equal mm. with Melbourne. So they've, yeah, definitely been on a very good run of late. And I, as we mentioned before, missing Grundy as well. So that's pretty good. On the other side, Port Adelaide, are they done? Yeah, that's the line through them. Yeah. Yep. They've, what's that? They're 12 points behind St. Kilda and eight. Mm. Yeah, I think their, their, their poor start has ended up hurting them. They had a pretty good middle, middle season. But yeah, they needed to win more than they lost. Um, and unfortunately, they're losing. Oh, again, another close game to Collingwood, yeah, but yeah. yeah, season I think done. Yeah, I think it was done last week. Uh, obviously, we didn't pod last yeah. week with that loss to Geelong, uh, but yeah, mm. you, they're not coming back from that now. There's only three games left, so mm-hmm. uh, they're done. They're done. So, what does that leave? Does that mean there's one? I think. Which, there's, what about Bulldogs? Richmond and Bulldogs. Yeah, Richmond uh, and and Bulldogs are ninth and tenth as it stands. I think they're still alive. I think the Gold Coast Suns are done. I think are they? They're mathematical. Mm. I think they're mathematical. Yeah, yeah. The, the Suns are mathematical, but the Dogs, Tigers, and Saints. It will be a three-way race for that last. Yeah, spot. I think they've got to win yeah. all their games, and everyone else has to lose theirs for them to have a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's why I said mathematical, but unlikely. Uh, the Sydney Derby, uh, Swans. The Battle of the Bridge, brah. Yes, yes. I, I, actually, I'm not allowed to say that, am I? The, the Derby. It's, it's used elsewhere. Or the Derby. The Derby. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> how they say it over there. Yeah. Weird Western Australians. Yes. But uh, dicking from Sydney Swans. Mm-hmm. Um, clinic. GWS, yeah, clinic. So Swans, no, Swans are good. Giants are bad. Um, not much more right back there. No. St Kilda Hawthorne, uh, another close match there. St Kilda winning by twelve. But that was must win for for the Saints. Yes, they've really uh, dropped off a little bit mm-hmm. in the in the last uh, few weeks. Uh, but that that well and truly keeps there. Well, I think in our preview we didn't have them making the eight, so they're kind of fighting their way in, uh, which is what we thought they'd do. They'd be in that 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 pack that would fight their way in, but they've got the lead on that currently. But they have two very good teams in Richmond and uh, Bulldogs, like good good lists uh, right behind them. So. And and how's this? If they lost against Hawthorne, it would have been bad bad news for Saints fans because their last three games are Geelong, Brisbane, Sydney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if I was a betting man, and I am, <laughs> I I suspect that St Kilda miss out, mm-hmm. and I think Richmond have. Had a massive win today over the Brisbane Lions. I think I think it'll be out of Brisbane and the Western Bulldogs for that last spot. So Brisbane next week have got Port, um, then the Hawks, and then Essendon. Mm-hmm. The dogs. Yeah, so have, was that Richmond? Sorry. Yeah, that was Richmond. I thought, uh, I thought you said Brisbane. I probably <laughs> did say Brisbane actually. <laughs> 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 shit out of it, yeah. So so Port at Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hawthorne at the yeah. G and Essendon at the G. All That's very winnable. De- definitely winnable. Definitely mm-hmm. win- especially yeah. those two doggies. games. Yeah, doggies. They've got the Dockers, uh, Marv- Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, Giants at Marvel, and then they've got the Hawks uh, down in Tassie. So outside yeah. of that Fremantle game, also very winnable. Yeah, yeah you heard it here on the oh, – sorry, sorry, Saints <laughs> fans. Sorry, Port St Kilda fans. I think it's That's definitely it. an uphill battle. Yeah, well, yeah. and I, 
I for those teams in the eight, um, you know that that Richmond team sneaking in there as eight will cause a lot of problems. I think for some of them, because mm-hmm. um, they are like we've talked about a veteran club. They can definitely uh, pull a game out of their ass. Um, and well, Lions, yeah, yeah, they they know how to win big football games. Is what I'm getting at. How, yeah, these both these clubs. You know, we've we've got a club that mm-hmm. was was in the grand final last year yep. uh, in in the Western Bulldogs that won the whole thing back in 2016, and then we've got the, the dynasty Richmond Tigers. Um, mm. Yeah, both those teams. I, I probably wouldn't want to play them. Um, you know, in in an elimination final. Also for Richmond, what's the recent Dusty chat? Haven't seen too much. Because I think more. he had a, Cause, cause a there little was, injury, there and then he was yeah, you know, trying to take that break, and then uh, the media kind of trying to get the inside scoops outside. And that's where we left it off. But and there was so much chat maybe a month ago, like Dusty's gone, like he's, like he's gone, he's, he's done, he, yeah, like he doesn't really need to Sydney, play. Yeah. this and that, but there hasn't been a whole lot that I've seen at least in, in my news feed. Um, maybe the, you know, the fact that he's hurt and they've basically told, leave Dusty the fuck alone. Mm. Um, that's why there isn't anything recent. Uh, I think it was Hammy. So uh, it'd be interesting mm. again, three weeks. Is that a perfect time sneaking in the eight, get Dusty back? I'd be worried. Shout out, we did miss uh, from today's game. Noah Cumberland, uh, mm-hmm. the fella that unfortunately played on last week in that tight in that drawed game uh, against Fremantle, he kicked five goals straight today. Uh, redemption, well, yeah. redemption for the young bloke. Yes. Uh, Where did we get to? Geelong Bulldogs. So speaking of one of those teams, the Bulldogs losing by almost thirty to Geelong here in uh, Selwood's three hundred and fiftieth. I think that's the most wins by a captain as well yep. for him. Yep, most wins as captain. Uh, shortest career span ever to get to 350, I saw. 15 years and some kind of concoction of days. Health, bro. <laughs> Health and consistency, I would say. <laughs> and the the draft class as well, of because of, uh, we saw Pendlebury and, uh, and his 350th last week. Yep. Uh, Joel Selwood, obviously... Uh, uh, and Pendlebury in the same draft. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get it up here, actually. Um, one one of the best AFL drafts of all time, if if not the best. Amongst any stats on this game? Or, or Dusty News? Well, um, yeah, uh, no, no, real, no real Dusty News. Okay. Um, Quite recently. Dusty. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about Geelong. Uh, cemented themselves as number one here. Kicking, they've got, you know, Cameron and... Uh, we're kicking goals like crazy. Um, Hawkins, they're, like, they're just dominating up front. How's this 2006 draft? Bryce Gibbs was the number one overall. Travis Boak, Joel Selwood, Nathan Brown, retired now. Uh, James Frawley, Jack Rewalt, Sean Grigg. Uh, <laughs> s- s- uh, some, some unbelievable names uh, to come out of it. Tom Hawkins, Josh Kennedy, yep. uh, key forwards. Basha Hawley, Todd Goldstein. It's a, a pretty impressive draft class, 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, finish here, do you think Geelong can win the comp? Uh, not only do I think they can win it, I think they are probably the favourites to, to win it for good reason. Um, at, at, you know, we like talking AFL versus NRL here. The, the AFL, we've said it all year, it's, it seems to be a little bit more open-ended than, mm. than the NRL. Well, I was going to say for Geelong, like I think they've been quietly going about their work. Like All the things we've talked about on the potty in, mm. in this season, nothing's been about Geelong. Mm. Like, they've just been quietly going away, winning football games, and 
you know, got the got to the top. There have been too many stories in the other clubs, and they they've gone moving up and down. The rise of the Dockers, etc. You know, mm. they're, they're the storylines. Whereas mm. Geelong's mm. just gone out there, and done Geelong things. Yeah, at the, the top <laughs> of the table, and that's what it is. It's like it's like a Melbourne Storm kind of esque vibe from Geelong. You know, this old older playing group that just everyone expects to do well, and they're like, mm. oh yeah, you, you look at it with three weeks to go, and they go, oh yeah, they're fucking top of the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where, whereas you know, all, all, all the flag pies, Chad, and the flag <laughs> mantle, and the you know the. You know, resurgence of Carlton and, yeah, and the rest of it. buying grand final tickets. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. the buying of grand final tickets and losing to the Adelaide Crows, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, people, people tend to, uh, at least, you know, from, from the way mm. I've interpreted it, like to, uh, you know, like, like, like to talk, talk about some of those storylines. Uh, but the fact yeah. of the matter is this, this Geelong football team is the best in the, in the comp yeah. and, uh, and could very well uh, win the flag this year. Well, you gave us I a segue, uh, Carlton uh, losing mm. to the Crows. Now, it was my last game of footy yesterday here in AFL What were you playing for? Rezies. For me? Yeah. Why was I playing? I thought you were playing for the spoon. Oh, it was. It was, <laughs> it was actually the first first grade game. I was playing for the Reggies. We had we had second last wrapped up. Wrapped up. Um, avoided, avoided. Right. Unfortunately, first grade uh, did get the wooden spoon. Uh, we won about 227 points. Just, just, oh, quite, just quietly. <laughs> how, did you, how many did you kick? I kicked zero. <laughs> how many behinds? Zero goals, zero. Oh, okay. Zero goals, zero for myself here. Uh. In AFL Canberra, Reggie's obviously a high, uh, you know, standard of, of, of yes, footy. Yes, of uh, what were we talking about? Carlton. Carlton. Uh, yes. Yeah, I had, a, <laughs> I had a few busies last night uh, mm-hmm. to celebrate the wrapping up of this season, mm-hmm. and I yep. s- only saw bits and pieces of this. Yes. And my recollection is also lots of swearing. Bits of pe- bits and pieces. <laughs> bits and pieces. Uh, bad loss. You expect to go and and beat Adelaide, and Carlton love going win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss. The rest of it. Uh, it, they they can't win the comp this year. I don't think no. they can't win the comp this year. It's nice that they'll be playing finals footy. Can they miss the eight? I'm looking at it now. No, I also don't think no. Look, they're they're so far. They're eight points clear of Richmond, aren't they? Six or six points. Six points clear, but they're eight clear of the dogs. So they go, they lose all their matches, though. Of course, they're they're in trouble. <laughs> they're in trouble. If, if, if big if, the big well, if. Luckily, they go win loss, win loss, win loss. <laughs> yeah. They cut off a loss, so <laughs> they should go two and two one to finish yeah. the season. What's their run home? Ooh, <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> Brisbane Lions, yeah, in Brisbane, Melbourne in, yeah. at the G, Collingwood at the G. <laughs> There'll be 90,000 there for that Collingwood game too. It'll be a very blues yeah. thing if they start off well, <laughs> the first time they've won games to start a season and then missed the eight. For 10 years, the first time that they <laughs> did not go 0-2 for the first two games in 10 years. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about, we're worried about St Kilda not making the eight. Yeah, you, you might need to find a good scalpel for those grand final teams. <laughs> I I agree. I think they're probably safe, but they have a they have the worst run home. I think of everyone we talked about. But they win one of those games, they're safe. Yes, yeah. They have to win one of those games. So absolutely guarantee. <laughs> uh, if they don't win any of them, then they're, they're mathematically putting themselves in the conversation mm. for one of those other two teams that we just mentioned before to to sneak up and well, the three even if St Kilda wins a game to push them down and put them in striking distance. They beat Collingwood round twenty three. Yeah. Big call. Saying it now. <laughs> Well, yeah, and Brisbane, Brisbane aren't fucking much to stop. Up, 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 they never lose. 
Uh, we've, we've just created Peppy's nightmares. Let's then talk about the Suns and Eagles who played in a high-scoring, very close match here. I wish my nightmares only revolved around football. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think the Suns getting a win here um, against the the Eagles, who had a bit of a resurgence getting their guys back? Um, will I believe avoid the spoon that's been locked up by North Melbourne? That was three games ago. You, you never know. You never know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think uh, you, you, you I think I think I think it's a correct statement. Yes. But we talk about mathematics and yeah. Yeah. True. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't know. Suns win by three points. They've won a lot of close games this year. I yeah. said before, I don't think they play finals football. I think they're exactly where we thought they'd be. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Eagles, yeah, had a big, way bigger falling off than we thought, but now getting a bit healthier, they're playing better. better but also, yeah. Uh, we talked about Brisbane Tigers. Uh, Essendon are going to put almost 50, I think, on uh, North, who, as we mentioned, most likely going to get the spoon here, had a lot of... They've been in and out of the media, of course, about uh, potential players uh, fucking off elsewhere um, and not wanting to play for Norths and what that's going to mean for the club going forward. Uh, but, yeah, good win there for the Bombers. Uh, Jimmy on the end of the table. Mm. Happy with that. Turns a disastrous season into a disappointing season. Mm. Mm. And the I think they did that a few weeks ago. They've won. They're five out of six, I think, their last six mm. games, the Bombers. Well, I think they're also getting their, their big guys healthy as well, like their, their big names, um, which helps. You know, healthy clubs helps. Um, yep. The only other thing I saw AFL related this week was Clarkson has Clarkson has had his like third interview with the Giants. So whether Alex and Clarkson goes there as potential replacement head coach for GWS. Interesting, because a lot of the chat was around going to a big Melbourne club around Alistair Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Know. Just well, uh, there hasn't really been any other chat about coaching in Melbourne no. recently, though. No, uh, whether that comes post season where they do their reviews and then the guys get moved on. Um, so, you know, think of like, mm. <laughs> yeah, like some some of well, two of these guys uh, currently on the screen. Whether that they that conversation there gets in, um, you know, North Melbourne, um, uh, is it Nobles in North Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, I'm and trying whether, to think. Whether, th- we already spoke about him getting the. Axe, did we not? It wasn't, it's not in the last two weeks. Uh, I can't remember, maybe. I think we already spoke about it. Yeah, so they're, they're of course, looking for coach, but Clarkson to GWS, is they seem pretty hot and heavy for each other. AFL done? Okay. Uh, Bombers going to win this game with three minutes, just under three minutes left. Yep, I can go. I think so. Commonwealth Games. It's not yes. quite the Olympics. It's not quite nothing. No. Are we interested? Are we not? You Interesting point from you there, Sean, uh, during the week. Uh, unless you watch a lot of Channel 7, you probably wouldn't even know that this is on. You're correct. Yeah, not a, not a lot of beat up and probably because also it's not here. Because uh, <laughs> uh, the last one being in Brisbane. Um, Gold, Coast, Gold, Gold, Gold Coast. Gold Coast, sorry. Uh, yeah, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Titans, Broncos, same <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. no I was definitely not going to, definitely not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so yeah, it's not here. It's of, it's in England, isn't it? It's in Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, had to step up. Uh, I think it was meant to be in South Africa. They had four years to prepare for this one rather than the normal seven or eight. Uh, I think that's probably more mm. to do with how that country's going than 
Yeah, England's oh, sad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, weather it's fucking hot at the moment. Jesus, heat wave. Oh, it's fucking thirty-five <laughs> degrees. Thirty-five. I'm melting. I'm melting. Oh, it's Russell Brand. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Um, uh, I know that's not terrible because you love it. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, either way, uh, Commonwealth Games is on. Uh, we are defending champions. That being the Australians, uh, having yeah. Is there a champions of the Commonwealth Games? Yes, we have. What? Yeah, top most of gold the medal medals. Tally. Fuck yeah, top of the medal tally. Wins definitely. Win. Does anyone give a fuck? Uh, we do. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why, why not? Because I, I think uh, we've alternated with England. They, England won it uh, in 20, what's that? 14. 14? 14. Glasgow. Yeah, and then 2010 in Delhi, we were winners and India was second. And they, no. Yes. Asking to work here, Mark's no. going to get the, all uh, the last I remember looking at games. I think Metal tallies up. Yeah, I think India beat England. Uh, only on golds, not on totals. They had. Um, well, that's how it works. Yes, works yes, off gold. Yes, uh, yes, works on golds. Hang on. Uh, so, which one are we talking about? Gla- so you got Glasgow out there. So yeah. now no, that's, that's getting bad there. Isn't it? Uh, <laughs> how, how, did, how did it pan out in Glasgow 2014? Yep. So England won it with uh, 58 golds. Mm-hmm. Australia came second, 49 golds. Um, Canada. We doubled up Italy, essentially in, in Brisbane. So, Gold Coast. Gold Coast. <laughs> Same place. Brisbane going to host the Olympics, bro. They're going to host the Olympics 2032. Yeah, I don't know. Fun to all take the kids. I guarantee there'll be events in the Gulf. And 2010 was... Oh, going back to 2010. Where the fuck was 2010? Delhi. Ah. 2006? No, 2000. Oh, 2006. Melbourne. Melbourne. I went to it. Yeah. 98, Kuala Lumpur. Had a men's cricket tournament. As we will talk about in one second, uh, uh, Australia, Australia won. Yep, yeah. seventy-four. India did come second, uh, thirty-eight mm-hmm. as host nation, um, and England came in at thirty-seven. Third. Yeah, at in third position. Third position. Yeah, which is quite interesting because uh, currently, if, uh, with the, the what three days of events that we've talked about, Australia sitting on the top. Um, closely followed, I believe, by England, New Zealand, New Zealand. Actually, yeah, no, New you Zealand. are right, New Zealand. Um, there and then the Indians, I think, were in ninth, so they've only got one medal so far. Yeah, uh, they're, they're on the same amount of gold as uh, the, the big powerhouse Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, the first couple of days has all been swimming, which is obviously our strong suit. Um, so, understandably, Definitely. we're sitting up there. Yeah, well, and then uh, what is it? There's the long format running, so the marathons, I think, have been happening, yep. and uh, the cycling in the dome. Yes. Cycling, gymnastics also going on. Yep. Uh, you know what? I was just saying, you know, do we care about the Commonwealth Games? And I've had a revelation. The Commonwealth Games is the reserve grade of the Olympics. It's like <laughs> it's like the resis. So yeah. if you play resis footy <laughs> or cricket or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. lower grade fucking, you know, hack you are that's <laughs> listening to this, uh, that still plays organised sport on a weekend, maybe you can think of the Commonwealth Games like the resis of the Olympics. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, you know... I suppose so. It's still okay. <laughs> it's, watch- <laughs> it's watchable. There's a few beers had afterwards. Yeah. It's a gold yeah. medal, but it's not the it's, gold medal. There's no US. There's <laughs> no cool. America or China. There's yeah. no America or China. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. Well, he was talking before they've put esports in the Commonwealth Games. So it's. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew they'd get a rash. 
That is confirmed yeah. resis. If we're putting if we're putting esports <laughs> in this oh, thing, oh, that's oh, it. Oh, that boycott. Oh, I'm done. Oh, no, I'm done, bro. At the moment, it's, it's more a, like an exhibition. 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 Like, it's got its own branding. It's the Commonwealth Esports Tournament. Tournament. Yeah. yeah. So it's There's kind of like off the side, <laughs> hanging on. But it's Dota and, and Rocket League, which probably gets and more football. Yeah. And it's Commonwealth. Yeah. Commonwealth. Yeah. yeah. Probably so we ain't got no Americans or Asians in this shit. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's a Dota tournament, which is huge in Korea. So, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's Commonwealth. Yeah, it's Commonwealth. Yeah. yeah. That's, mate. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> That's a joke. Esports. Fuck me. Yeah. Well, uh, I, both, both those probably get more viewership than a lot of the other sports in the Commonwealth, uh, unfortunately. Um, I was going to have a history chat. Is the Commonwealth still technically an empire? Oh, it used to be called the Empire Games. Did you know that? It yes. used to be yeah. called the Empire Games. Uh. I don't know. I don't know the definition of an empire. I, I don't I, frankly care that much. Yeah. Because I was just like, I don't think there's any other empires that exist anymore. Interesting in that. that it's still, got, you know, pretty anti-colonial sentiment uh, these days. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe the Commonwealth Games is uh, in its last legs. Except for the yeah. esports. <laughs> Except for the esports, yeah. yeah. What's next? They're all strong. What's next? The masturbation fucking <laughs> <laughs> event? Put me down for a few gold. Yeah. Esports fucking sideways. <laughs> really hit a nerve. Do, do you know esports gets more viewership than rugby league does? Uh, well, what? Yeah, that does. <laughs> I see it on sports bet as well. You can you can punt on it. Yeah. <laughs> Be easy to match fix that, shouldn't? We're in oh, the, well, there has there been, has been, been, has been controversy. Yeah, Definitely, there's definitely been cheating as though, but also you're playing a game that's very easily recordable, so it's very easy to be caught too. Um, yeah, esports. Yeah, there's plenty of match fixing in cricket, isn't there? Mm, there's <laughs> been occasions where, where there's been <laughs> allegations. Uh, speaking of which, cricket, cricket. They've got <laughs> chicks cricket. Here, so mm-hmm. the first time that there's women's cricket at the Commonwealth Games, yes. there was only. Ever one male uh, cricket tournament uh, to be held in the Commonwealth Games as a part of 1998 Kuala Lumpur, um, which we, we were speaking about prior to recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, England sat out of that one because it interfered with their county year, but the, there was legitimate cricket teams in that Commonwealth Games. Uh, South Africa won the gold medal, uh, beating Australia, and I think third might have been New Zealand. But if you look at those squads, uh, some some elite Names Sean Pollock, Lance Klusner come to mind for the South Africans, and it was kind of in that war ponting kind of era for the uh, Australians. Uh, could we get cricket in the Commonwealth Games for men? And that will probably segue us into our cricket chat. Yeah, I, I think it's a very interesting. We kind of had a little bit of a conversation about this earlier because. Um, they're probably not doing the time of there is a World Cup coming up in a couple of months' time. Uh, there's plenty of cricket going on for the men. They've got a Ske- full schedule. Schedule anyway. is unattainable for your top athletes to be. Yeah, there. and it's one of the few sports going back to that, uh, you know, USA China chat where, like, all the major teams are in the Commonwealth. It's, yep, so, yep, it's um, like, uh, like rugby is, is, yeah. is kind of similar. They have rugby sevens, mm. um, but it, obviously it's a Commonwealth Based sport, yeah, definitely. That's 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 how it spread. Let's say across uh, going back to Empire Chat, <laughs> Empire Chat. Well, we had to go through our list of cricket playing nations and to yeah. think of one that's not in the Commonwealth. Yeah. I think uh, in the outside of the Commonwealth Games cricket comp, uh, the mm. Netherlands is maybe the, is the front runner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, if they US put the team together, um, but of course they're not in you know, major kind of competition uh, that we're talking about. So. 
we are having the chat and then if you're going to do a tournament like that, how would you make it work? Because, um, you know, again, the, the, we'll, we'll talk about Stokes in a minute and we'll talk about how the, the schedule and these guys are basically playing cricket all year round at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you work that in and how that fit? And um, I think the idea we had uh, potentially, you know, following kind of how soccer went in the Olympics, Ollie, try, not trying to compete with – Ollie Roos, bro. Yeah, not trying to compete with the, like the World Cup and, the, you know, you're a separate event and have like a different take on it. Do the do the, the young guys, you know, under, under 20, 23. 23s um, and then maybe a couple, you know, senior, you know, go the three player pro guys, uh, your senior guys that can be in the squad to then lead them around. And that, that I think is ends up being a more of an interesting competition potentially um, and probably something you can fit in around um, everything else if you want to, if you want to include in the games. That's how I think you'd make it work because otherwise you end up with where you're at where they all go, yeah, nah. Um, I need to play some, you know, T Twenty competitions. There's no way. There's no way that with the current schedule for international cricketers that anyone would give two fucks about playing in the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. However, if you did make it an under twenty threes kind of thing, or a, an ability for young players to, sh- to showcase their skills on an international level, yet level, then yeah, maybe there is mm. uh, some kind of you know future or an idea or something worth talking about over a few beers at least. Um, <laughs> Interesting that, that that they've included you know the the women's tournament in in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, it's obviously great for for the girls to go out there and uh, and you know compete for for a gold medal. Uh, but obviously with with the boys and, the, and their you know their schedule you know it's yeah. in in the middle of the English summer. They're, they're different dance cards, but I also think potentially having it separate with no men's comp. Um, if you do like you're in the Commonwealth and you do like cricket, having the women's game there kind of lets it. Show itself as it's, well. It's, so yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's right. Yeah. It's also the first time ever in a multi-sport uh, event that the girls have more medals than the boys. Mm-hmm. They pip the boys by two. Uh, obviously, we've got women's cricket, netball. Mm-hmm. Boys don't play. Uh, there might be a few sort of artistic gymnastics uh, gymna- as well. Uh, Synchronized swimming, I think, as well. Ryth- rhythmic gymnastics, even not artistic. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I like it's great. It's great for the girls. Um, Obviously, you know you're not going to have your, your Dave Warners and uh, and your your Steve Smiths and whoever else uh, mm. comes to mind. Um, you know, playing in the, in a Commonwealth Games format. Interesting question for you: In the Commonwealth Games, is there any sports that have professionals playing in them? Hmm. Well, a lot. Yeah, a lot of these people are professionals. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I mean. Uh, um Let's go. Like, it has a league that have mega stars in it. Is what I'm trying to allude to. Probably not. No. Who? Yeah. Like, there's no real league type sports. You got netball, basketball. Yeah. Or well, yeah, well, bas- basketball. Basketball. Basketball's, yeah. Yeah, you, That's the opposite of cricket. That's where all the shit. <laughs> 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 Australia and Canada. You know the. the yeah, going at it I'm shooting Ben Simmons isn't playing for Australia. In the yeah. no, <laughs> no. Oh, you got rugby seven. Australia just just won the um, Asian Cup in basketball. Thon Maker, shooting buckets. Uh, yeah, rug- rugby sevens is obviously you get, you're probably going to get the elite actually. Yeah, athletes in that. Yeah, rugby is probably the biggest one mm. for guys. But, but no, in, yeah. in terms of superstar names, no, the, the the most household names that will be competing in the Commonwealth Games for Aussies are probably the swimmers. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Cool. Anyways, Com Games are on. If that's your cup of tea, your cup of tea. Mm. 
Let's keep going with the cricket and get it stuck into the cricket. And we alluded to it before. The big news in our little break was Ben Stokes has retired from one-day internationals. Uh, he was in all three formats. Uh, he's decided to step down. Uh, he very much cited, you know, the workload, the the, the full schedule um, wears him down. And, yeah, he definitely wants to focus more on uh, the, you know, being the test captain yep. and then also the T20 side of it. So... Um, interesting kind of take, and then I did raise a lot of questions uh, as well about what does that mean for one day internationals? Are they, you know, on their deathbed? No, <laughs> you said are they dead? Is, <laughs> is, is, is the question that you posed in in our notes for yes. the week? Are they dead? Uh, no, all dying. As well, as well, I was yeah, to, yeah, I said dead, yeah. but I was alluding to uh, are they on the way out? Like, They're in trouble. Uh, They're in trouble. Uh, yeah, a is going. Yeah, that's. It's not really the big format anymore. T20 is going to fill in that space. Yep. Uh, tests are going to be tests. Um, uh, so, yeah, if I'm going to drop one, um, I'm probably going to drop the one days. That's that's a that's a reasonable question to ask, I think. Um, you know, we, mm. we've spoken, you know, in this, what, 18-month history of this of this podcast mm. uh, at, at length uh, at the rise of, of T20 cricket, the money that's involved in, in the IPL. We'll get to, yep. the, to the big bash in a second, but, you know... Uh, Essentially, uh, the the Emirati League might might be you know competing against the against the Big Bash in in terms of the money that goes into it. Yep. I'm going to say no that one days are not dead at present. If I say the Cricket World Cup, I think of the ODI World Cup, and I know that yeah. you know the Aussies just won the T20 World Cup, but that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. Are they in serious trouble? Yeah, I, yeah, I, so I think so. I potentially think that that World Cup. So when's that? Is that is it this year or is it next year? T twenty. Uh, no, the, the ODI the, is next year in India. T twenty is in October. October. Yeah. Okay, yep. yeah. So yes, so the delayed World Cup, the actual World Cup happening now in kind of a couple of couple of months, and then the one day is next year. I think that that World Cup of the one for the one days could be the you know the test, the barometer to see whether it's worth continuing. As in, I'm thinking like uh, attendance, viewership, uh, you know, sponsorship money, and what it all pulls in. If everyone's going there and they, the guys that are organising it and go, oh, yeah, we didn't really get what we wanted, or it was like we got a tenth of what the T20 World Cup got, um, then people might be like, oh, fuck, maybe this is not the way to go anymore. It it will be big because it's in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they will get, you know, good, good uh, ticket sales. They will get good viewership. If they were hosting this World Cup in the West Indies, different story. If they were hosting it in, in South Africa, perhaps yeah, I reckon even if they're hosting yeah. it here as well. Perhaps, yeah. Mm, no, I think I think I think you we're safe. I think the, yeah. the big three in India, Australia, and England. I think you're safe. I, I think mm. you're okay. I think you're I think okay for Australian for matches would turn out. I don't think you know for some of the other ones would turn out as much, especially for one day games. You'd be you'd be surprised. I, I know I'd be surprised, but it, I, I I still don't think it'd be. If India was to play Sri Lanka or Pakistan in Sydney or Melbourne, the tickets would sell out. Yeah, like that, like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Maybe it's going to be hard to get people in Australia oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to go watch a West Indies play Afghanistan. Yes, yes. But for now, I think the ODI World Cup is still the, is still the pinnacle of white ball. Yep. Cricket. Yep. And that's I, why I, th- I think it's reasonable to question that status in the future. Yeah, I, that's why I think it's the test that, that you can see. You can pr- probably quite clearly see what people think of um, the World Cup on the one days mm. with that World Cup coming up. 
And considering you've just had two of the T20, you've got a very good uh, amount of data that you can have a look at and go, yeah, whether it's uh, on the decline or not. Like, mm. I think you, you could kind of probably start seeing that story and then see, you know, project where that's going to be going forward mm. um, and whether that's, you know, on its what we're talking about the deathbed on on its Keelan's way out. Yeah, yeah. No, I think because I think these are the players they probably start they're having that they're now literally having that conversation about I'm playing too much cricket. What do I drop? And and the English schedule in particular is is brutal. Yeah, like they play so much Test cricket. They mm-hmm. play so many international fixtures. If you Stokes didn't even play in the IPL, he didn't play in the hundred. Yep. Uh, you know, so so you can see it's not a money thing. It's it's he he wants to focus on Test cricket. It is maybe a scheduling kind of thing as well. Yeah, we, you say you can only play so much cricket. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, besides playing cricket, he also needs to prepare and train for cricket mm. and then fitting that all around with all the other things, his other duties, et cetera, being captain. Um, yeah, something I had to give and in the end it ended up being the one-dayers. It's a, it's a massive wake-up call. If you're losing a world, you know, class superstar in, in Ben Stokes in, in ODI mm. format, which arguably he's better than... He's in in test matches. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it needs to be a bit of a bit of a wake up call for for the English cricket board and you know p- you know proponents of of ODI cricket in in general. Yep. Anyways, that's not really it's it's a new new story, but the whole theme and rhetoric of you know is t- is T Twenty killing one day cricket. Uh, you know that 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 discussion will will continue. Well, look at look yeah. at the next point there. Uh, and it, it reiterates that that mm. that discussion, isn't it? That South Africa have pulled out of their ODI series here in the upcoming summer, the, the summer of twenty two twenty three. They give a reasoning. Yeah, it, it uh, coincides with with their domestic T twenty competition. <laughs> yeah, okay. So <laughs> to the point where they're not even concerned about their automatic qualification. Into the World, the World Cup. Cup. So they're going to go the long way th- to try and qualify for next year's ODI World Cup, most likely. Most likely, mm-hmm. uh, they've, they've had a bit of a bad run in their ODIs recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's the same format as as 2019 in England in that there's only 12 teams in the World Cup. The top eight from the current ODI yep. league or whatever it is uh, go, go through. Right? However, one is India as the host, so it's really only the top seven, seven. Yep. go through. And South Africa currently sit outside of that. They forfeit all the points. Uh, from from not coming here uh, in in our summertime, uh, essentially, so that so you know it frees up guys to play in um, you know T Twenty cricket, and and a few of the South Africans will come over here and play in the Big Bash yeah, as well. As well, yeah. uh, and again, you know, if if you're thinking of what's best for you as a person, uh, and you need you know you've only got so long in in the cricketing atmosphere you need to you know get get your bag make your money you can't really blame the players can you if there's if it's far more lucrative and we're not talking you know just a few dollars here and there if if you can earn 10 times more than you would playing for your country or 100 times more than you could playing for your country oh. to go play club you know, yeah, T20 cricket, it's a no-brainer. There's heaps of those guys that are fringe for both, you know, tests and mm-hmm. one day is in mm-hmm. there. Just like, I'll just jump on the T20 course. circuit. Like, of course. Okay, you can't blame, you cannot blame, you're a dinosaur. Yeah. You are a, 
you know, especially if you're a young fella, you travel the entire world, play cricket everywhere, and make bank as if you fucking wouldn't. And, and a lot of these people, you know, that, that that come from South Africa, that come from the West Indies, maybe don't have the same kind of options as we would have, you know, here here, here in Australia to to make a bit of money as as a youngster. You can't blame blame these people for 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 chasing a bit of coin. Yeah, yeah, especially like take us if you're say. The twenty first best Australian cricket player. It was like I'm probably not making any squads. I'm I'll go play two to one. I'll make bank. Like, so yeah, yeah, as if you would. Yeah, agree a hundred percent. So speaking of bank, uh, big bash leg draft. <laughs> They're trying. They're, it's not quite bank. Well, it's like a piggy bank. Yeah. It's like a piggy bank. Yeah, it's, okay. it's like you know putting a few coins in. It's Dol- not dollar account. That's right. Anyone that did kindergarten to year six in Australia will know about the old Dolomites. Uh, it is it is a a piggy bank compared to the IPL. However, there's still a bit of cash getting thrown around mm-hmm. in the big bash, and they've announced good that idea to make it more interesting. I think, uh, and it does, yeah. and it yeah. does because. Definitely for the internationals because you're building up small stars and getting them across here. For the internationals, for the the fans here in Australia that used to watch this product, which was pretty cool and it has mm. been lackluster the last last few years. Me as a cricket tragic, I, I can I will say that I've been less intrigued by the Big Bash mm. over the last few years. Mm. This, and I think it also goes to the, like some of the, especially when they bring these guys over, they don't build any stories with it. Like as in like, hey, this is, you know, this mega star has come across to play cricket for you. Um, and you kind of go into it going, oh, cool, this is the uh, – I'm following this team, this is the squad, okay, they've added these guys, all right, cool. Uh, whereas I think with this whole system, they can build more storylines, build up, you know, these are the guys they've picked as, you know, their big three or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, to use some analogies from other sports, like, you know – yeah, and build. That's right. we, we're, we're a multi-sport <laughs> podcast. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I, I think it just does more overall for the viewership, especially leading into it. Um, I still think the comp's too long. Let's, yep. uh, that's always going to be my gripe that it probably needs to be played um, over the summer break and not then run back into the school time. But You anyway. know what my gripe is? Yes. You don't have the elite Aussie players playing because it ru- it coincides with, with, our, with our international yeah. test mm-hmm. summer. You look at the IPL, you've got all the big Indian players. They play in April. Essentially all the international competitions or international fixtures, I should say, schedule around the IPL so you get the creme de la creme playing in this tournament. Mm. I think mm. you, you could have something similar here in in the Big Bash. You just obviously – you probably can't have it at the time that it is. Now, with South Africa pulling out this year, mm. from th- that will free up a couple of weeks where we will see, you know, your, your Dave Warners and your Mitch Marshes and your Josh Hazelwoods playing. But I also think that hurts the product a bit, like – you get built into again going back to storylines. You get built into Dave Warner. He plays the first five matches, and then he fucks off. Yeah, and then you're just like, oh, okay, I'm no longer interested. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. That's why for it to be successful, it probably needs to be like an IPL where where yeah. people, you know, elite players are, are committed to the whole thing. Yeah, which I think is the problem because Australia really only has one. Well, everyone has one summer, but it has like one kind of good block for cricket. Outside of that, it just. It kind of it ends up being very difficult, and then you've got all the other, um, you know, scheduling conflicts with all the other T twenty conflicts. Could could you happening. not have a big bash that runs February March or October November that that that's scheduled around international fixtures, yeah. and you still have a Boxing Day test and, yeah, a, I don't and think, a New Year's I don't test think, and and all the traditional cricket yeah. viewing? I, I don't for think October November works. 
um, with everything else going on. And I think, Octo- I think so, so first week of October it has to be school holidays. Oh, and that's my other thing. I don't think February, March works because they already play into February. Because people are back in school. Exactly. Mm. And the whole point of doing it over the summer was to target that younger generation, get younger guys, Mm. younger guys and girls into the cricket, get them them there and get them uh, keen on cricket. And especially if you've got cricket then on, you know, every night over your summer holidays, Mm. you're like, hey, uh, I can turn the TV on and there's cricket. Mm. Um, Yeah. Well, also I think they could do a better of the product of transitioning from Test into Big Bash League. Uh, with how they do the, the the broadcasting, they don't have to broadcast T20 games on at the exact same fucking time. That's that <laughs> is ridiculous. <laughs> I think they whoever did that, you know, yeah. with the, with the scheduling conflict of yeah. having a pink ball test in Adelaide at the same time as having Big Bash games, and they're saying during Test cricket, oh, by the way, on seven mate or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, go watch the Sixers <laughs> play the Hurricanes when there's fucking ashes are on. Yeah. Ah, guess what? Newsflash. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think they could do better all round with a lot of that stuff. Mm. Um, to, if they're going to make it work, especially if you're missing you know, your top 11 Australian players, mm. um, they can do some other things, I think, to make it overall work better as a tournament. Um, but I, I think as well, outside of that 11, uh, Big Bash League needs to build their own Big Bash League stars. Is the other thing. Like Chris Lynn like, is probably, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Lynn Sanahi is probably the most recent uh, one they've got there. But I think they've got to have others as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, him and McCullum with, as a Bash Brothers, again, another good storyline. That's something you can build off, uh, especially if you're missing you know, those 11 that were mentioned. Um, so draft, let's go loop back. Back, draft. back, back, back to what's actually <laughs> happening. And, yeah. and it's not just theory uh, coming yeah. out of our three brains here yeah. on a Sunday So what night. is it? Uh, big name recruits enter the draft um, from a lot uh, of overseas guys. 180 that, of them have nominated, which is a good good lot. Yeah, I look at the list. And there's probably 30 to 40 like really big recognizable names yeah. on that. Uh, so that spearheaded by Faf Duplessis, yeah. Liam Livingston, Dwayne Bravo, Kieran Pollard. Uh, if you if you look deep in into some of them, you know you might not. Recognise a lot, a lot of the names, but we're talking, you know, they're they're your potentially your, your first and second rounders, uh, indeed, indeed. Yeah. So then, you know, as your draft goes on, of course, then those other guys are your third and fourth rounders. But you, again, storylines you build that with, like, he, these are the guys I'm picking in the first round, etc. And um, you know, he's our first round pick, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it? Four rounds each club. They make at least they, ma- mu- must, they must, must make at least two, and maximum. you have a maximum of three, which is weird because it's four, four rounds. rounds. Yeah. So you, uh, I imagine the fourth round is not going to be that interesting. Also, it means How the fuck is it if you like trade trying to trade move around. I don't like, know, mate. Right? You're gonna have it's left the it. first year. It's the first year that it's running, but so you've got a maximum of three selections. So eight teams, so twenty four guys are going to get drafted. So that hundred and eighty name, that number is mm. is a bit redundant. Mm. Outside of you know going, maybe it's something we're like if you picking round one, you might want to pick round three and four based on how much cash you've got left. Yeah, okay, exactly. And and the way that it's it's structured is that there'll be platinum players, which is it's just money money based. Yeah, you pick the first, then gold, then silver, then bronze, essentially. And that's that's just the salary that you have to pay these. And this could be a shit show where rounds one, two, and three have no selections, and they all pick them four. It's like because it was like, oh, we don't want to spend money. They I have, hope not. I hope they not. have to make at least two. Right. Well, you mean like, yeah, you make three and four. They could. They could <laughs> go silver. We'll just have yeah. a silver. Everyone abstains for the first two rounds. And it's, uh, 
Man, imagine review, imagine reviewing the NFL draft and no one picks anyone in the first in the two first rounds. Round, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Well, it doesn't work, mate. Just abstain. It's never worked. It's never worked. It's never worked. I was wondering if you're going to pick up on that word. Um, uh, is, is there anything else more to this, James, you scroll down? Uh, there is one thing that uh, teams, oh, yeah. teams can retain. Teams can retain. So say you're, Notes, an, Adelaide, say you're an Adelaide Strikers fan. You're a big fan of Rashid Khan. Oh, okay. You've followed him at the Adelaide Strikers for many – he's been here for four or five years at yeah. least. They can opt to retain one player. So you imagine a team like the Adelaide Strikers will retain a Rashid Khan, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what do the IPL do? Do they do full teams or, or they get keep so two So they can retain four. Okay. They can retain four. So it's, again, quite a big turnover between each yeah. IPL. Uh, mm. You've got to learn essentially seven of your, of your starting lineup uh, each year. But yeah. then you can kind of build, uh, you know, dynasties and, and um, you know, storylines and the rest of it out of, out of those four guys that, yeah. that yeah. you know, essentially one's probably a captain, one's a vice captain, and, and two other kind of marquee players, yeah, if exactly. you will, that, that yeah. stay on year to year in the IPL. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think it needs a few more tweaks. Mm, yeah, a little tweak, little tweak yeah, here. See how there. it goes. And they need to do something because it's uh, the last few years in the Big Bash. It's 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 not been es- essential viewing for cricket tragics. Yeah, yeah. and it it wanes and loses interests as well. The longer it goes, indeed. Uh, final bit of cricket news that we missed as well during our little break was the continual run of bad form for our lad, uh, Coley, um, to the point... Again, is he our lad? No, I've never really <laughs> had that much affinity with Virat Coley. <laughs> He's a lad. He gets, he, he we talk about him a fair we bit. Do <laughs> we do talk about him. We do talk about him. I think the interesting point was it's now gotten to the point where... Other other legends and other people are coming out in support of Coley, say, hey, stick by him, get through this run of form. So the stuff we're talking about for the last 12 months is now more precedent in everyone's mind. Everyone's kind of like, oh, yeah, he really is in a, in a, in a, in a bit of a struggle for, for form and big scores. Uh, what's going on? To the, so they're all coming out and you know, trying to support him and uh, the players supporting the coach. You know, you know, they're all having the same, same conversation. I guess for me... We're now at that point. Uh, is that now the point of oh, we've gone too far? We're like we've we've now hit that like oh, we everyone's talking about it. Is it where, is, where there's smoke, there's fire? Yeah, kind of which is sentiment. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like is that really a problem here? Where um, yeah, you know, just Cole, we need to. Go back to go back to that chat about reserve grade. Reserve grade. Doesn't he go back play some reserve He's grade? Play the Commonwealth Games. Get Indian, <laughs> Indian team. Yeah, get some form back up and then come back in. I he just, needs runs. He needs runs. He needs runs. So, like it gets to a point where and will where he the, get runs in the international f- fixtures? They play the West Indies and Zimbabwe coming up. If there's any, if there's any time for him to get on top of maybe some. Subpar. Oh, he's, he's not going to play. <laughs> Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli have been rested for India's tour of Zimbabwe. Shikhar Dhawan will be the Indian stand-in captain. I believe he played. Shikhar Dhawan played well in their recent matches um, against the West. They're playing the West Indies at the yeah. moment. Yeah, he needs to make runs. Uh, Look, I think that's yeah. that's you know, I mean the fact that Sharma is being rested as well isn't means it's probably not that concerning. 
the colour's been rusted for this. I get it. Like, it's Zimbabwe. And India is yeah. renowned for playing B teams and being able to win with B teams. I've got, I'm sure yeah. they send an India B team and clean up Zimbabwe. No tr- no yeah. dramas. But it's just a, a missed opportunity, I suppose, for, for Virat. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, definitely. You know, get the naysayers off his back. Get them, you know, allow him to... Get form, I think is what what we're talking about. Because and there's there's always an asterisk when you score runs against Zimbabwe. Matthew Still, Hayden, but Matthew Hayden, three hundred and eighty, the <laughs> the highest scored by an Australian <laughs> Test cricketer ever against Zimbabwe. It, little asterisk. It's, it's, still, like, it's like my golf score. You, it's like well, eighty eight. But that's because you cheat for asterisk. Us, so. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Did he did he count the time that he fucking put it in the in the drink on the sixth? Did he did he did he count the mulligan that he gave himself on the eleventh? Yeah. Yeah. I I still think for Coley though, it's still he's still got to swing that back and bat and hit that ball like it, that feeling. I see ball hit ball. Yeah, yeah, I think that feeling <laughs> of hit, cricket, you know, yeah. hitting hitting fours, getting runs, um, getting set, getting comfortable, um, which he's missed. Of late, which exactly maybe what he needs. Uh, and the problem is, if he's then rested and they go up and then have to play, you know, one of the big four, where again it's a challenging. You've you're, you're batting against the best of the best bowlers. You're not really going to get your chance to get back into form, is what I'm getting at. Yep. And we've talked about, you know, he needs runs. We've talked about he needs runs for probably 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When does that become come an issue where we're just like we can't keep carrying him? Yeah, and I think that's that's a reasonable conversation to have now. Early on, I was like, "Nah, he's Coley. He's arguably the you know India's greatest. Uh, well, he is India's greatest white ball player, yes. uh, and arguably you know one of one of their best all round cricketers of all time." Mm-hmm. I think early on, you know, in the, in the uh, form slump, I was like, "Eh, it'll it'll correct itself. Don't worry about it." Yada yada. Now I'm kind of like, this guy is playing for his position. Yeah. Well, you know. Um BC before COVID, he was excellent. <laughs> AC after the COVID, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just yeah, he just, uh, it just hasn't clicked for him in the, in the last what two years. Mm. And it's been a long time. It has been a very long time, unfortunately. The esky segue from cricket <laughs> to American <laughs> football. I'm gonna like this. Keep going. Let's do it. <laughs> No, that's that's the segue. Oh, that is. That's 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 that. <laughs> I was hoping for a segue. No, no, no. no. It's, it's just a thing that we like to do. It's two sports that we yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Uh, possibly, uh, you know, we may be the only three people on the planet that. Oh, <laughs> and shout out to our boy Rick and Patel. Rick, yeah. yeah, yeah. That that loves cricket and American football. Oh, there's probably plenty of them. Sean, can you take us away, please, for some preseason camp news? I'm going to visit the men's, and I'll be back. Yeah, very good, and uh, we'll run through. I guess, well, I guess the news, and then we'll get into some fantasy chat. Uh, camps yeah. are back, training camps, a um, couple of days in. Uh, very interesting. Um, you know, some camps are setting records for attendance. Uh, I saw pictures of the commanders yep. having like four people show up to, show, <laughs> to watch camp. So, Is that a record? Uh, yeah, probably the record for the least <laughs> amount of people who show up. So uh, maybe uh, the sentiment of fans and where some of those clubs are currently uh, at. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, some interesting. Uh, let's maybe talk some Tampa news. Uh, they've made some additions. Yeah. They've added Julio Jones and Kyle Rudolph yep. uh, to probably two key positions where they needed some extra weapons. Now yeah. with no well, Gronk, um, yeah, probably. Gronk retiring and then AB disappearing into yeah, and Godwin coming back um, from the ACL as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, getting a little bit of extra help and Julio's looked good in 
um, good in camp. Uh, some chat that Tom Brady wanted Julio last year as well. There's they've been going yeah, back okay. and forth um, you know, with their communication. So getting yep. a good ad there, adding a bit of weapons. Uh, but some sad yep. news, um, Ryan Jensen, their Pro yes. Bowl centre, uh, looks like a season-ending knee injury. I'm not sure if they said exactly what it was. Uh, season-ending to me probably ends up being uh, anything ligament-related. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, huge loss. Um, especially for a big man. Um, a huge part of, I guess, the success of... Um, Tampa. They've got a good old making sure that line, so. yeah, making sure that Brady stays standing upright. Um, just trying to see any news on what actually happened. Yeah, so if you, they've gone. Uh, there was chat there whether they'd go back to Zip Marpet, who retired uh, at the end of last year, try to coax him out of retirement to come play back. Uh, but sounds like he's dropped like 30 pounds. Um, he's slimmed down mm. a fair bit. So unlikely that he'll come back. So they're looking at a couple of other centres on the market uh, potentially yeah. to come and play on that offensive line for Tampa. Yeah, um, I think we do have a couple of rookies. Well, not rookies, but like understudies that. Yeah, young. Um, that should be okay stepping up. I guess uh, yeah, it will just depend on what's out on the market. Um but yeah, huge loss for the line. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how it goes. Yeah, um, uh, definitely interesting. Um, uh, other chat, uh, Fournette was two hundred and sixty pounds when he showed up to minicamp. Uh, he checked in at two forty four <laughs> when he showed to training camp. So obviously, did a did a bit of a cut as he was leading into training camp uh, to save some weight. Because uh, there, there's definitely some chat of his fantasy implications. He's very highly rated currently with no Rojo there at Tampa. Uh, mm. It'll be interesting. So interesting stories there. Uh, Tom Brady starts his 23rd season as well, which is ridiculous. And About we'll, to turn 45. Yeah, Absolutely we'll see, we'll see what Tampa can do this year. And we'll talk quarterbacks in a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. Some signing news. Uh, DK got paid. Um, mm. Got 30 million signing bonus Which is the most ever for a wide receiver mm-hmm. uh, Great money there uh, Kyler Murray also got paid He got a $231 million deal Which is $1 million more than what Sean Watson got <laughs> um, uh, But interesting During the week came out That there's a there was a clause in his contract Of a four hour minimum uh, Film study every week uh, For the season Um which, you know, then the media got a hold of, of course, and then uh, alluded to, like, oh, he doesn't study. Um, Kyler, well known for playing COD uh, on Twitch as well. So um, uh, some memes about going around that because they, they removed this clause yesterday because um, it, uh, you know, created more more hoopla than what they were expecting and cards are like, you know, no, it's not a reflection of Kyler. And Kyler, the first Asian-American athlete to need a homework uh, study clause in his contract. <laughs> um, it's, it's, can it's, he say that? Uh, you can say that. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my kids are half Asian. So hey, that's, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm a stereotypical <laughs> Asian father over here. So um, You study. Yeah, yes. You uh, study, become doctor. Uh, <laughs> if Morty's not a doctor, somebody's going to get hurt real bad. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the great Russell Peters. Yeah, shout, shout out, <laughs> yes, oh. yes. shout out to my missus. 
so yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Russell Wilson also in contract talks potentially for a long-term extension there with Denver uh, said, you know, I don't need no homework clause. Whatever someone tells me to do, I triple it. Um, so a lot of funny chat coming out mm-hmm. for Kyler. Uh, unlucky, unlucky that's kind of got picked up in this. Um, we'll talk quarterbacks in a minute as well. Uh Final stories, uh, the, the Zach Wilson hooking up with his mum's friend uh, was hilarious. Uh, the, the memes out of that uh, blew up Twitter for several days. Mm, mm. Um, his, uh, was it CJ? CJ um, was my, I think he's come across to join them. Yeah, the tight end. For tight end. Uh, was wearing a, a Zach Wilson uh, uh, Man of the Year, Times Man of the Year T-shirt. Supporting his lad, um, so yeah. What I said about Jets players and fantasy for the rookies, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, just bump up all their ratings. So, you know, we now Wilson's got that dog in him, um, and, and he's in in for a big season incoming, definitely. I think I've I've watched a few short films on the internet which have started with that. Oh, you're my friend's mom. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a big category in the US. So. <laughs> Uh, Wilson's uh, lived out uh, every 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 kid's fantasy. What's the, what's the category? New York Jets quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, my hot, my uh, mom's hot friend. Don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, um, <laughs> and final bit of news: uh, Chris Carson Carson retires after mm. five years mm. uh, because of neck injuries. Not um, good. Not yeah. good. Yeah, uh, not not at all. He definitely a very tough runner, um, mm. tough motherfucker. There, mm. uh, he very much ran hard and a motherfucker. You say? <laughs> yes, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You missed my segue, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, yeah, he's he's definitely in there for um, you know that that wear and tear. Mm-hmm. We talked the, the five year run. Um, he's definitely worn on him, and yeah, he's going to retire there, which. Means uh, Rashad Penny and the the rookie rookie there, Kenneth Walker, mm. um, probably take a little bit of fantasy bumps because they're going to take uh, have a a big workload with whoever plays quarterback for them, whether that's Smith or Locke um, coming forward. Either way, that's that's news. Well, lots of bits and pieces coming in, in and out of training camps. Well, a lot of the you know the stories of um, you know this guy's excelling, etc. They're building chemistry. Let's wait until some pads come on. Preseason starts in a week. I think it's first game Friday, our yeah. time, so Thursday for everyone else. They have the Hall of Fame game, the mm-hmm. Jags Raiders, mm-hmm. um, and then the preseason proper will start the week after that. Yes, definitely. So, we'll talk some fantasy, bro. Fantasy football. We are fantasy diehards. And what are we, 10th year of our fantasy club yes. this year? Yep. So, we've done it a little bit. Um, some of us. Kind of fancy ourselves as fantasy gurus. Mm-hmm. We've all won our competition as well, yes. at least once. So yeah, well, of those 10 years, there's five championships on this table. Mm. Three down this end. Yeah, someone's won more. I guess. If the stats tell a story, yeah. then Sean has technically been better than me. Yeah. However, I mean, to be completely honest, I'm surprised I actually did win that year. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't complain. I'm pretty sure I traded him his main player to win that year. And I think I did the same for you as well, Peps. So anyway. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, enough about our fantasy league. Talk about Let's talk about your before. fantasy league. Uh, yeah, and we want to talk about – we're going to go through the positions. We talked about rookies in the last one. We're going to talk about quarterbacks here. Um, and I've kind of broken it down into tiers. Um, the, the rankings have changed and they go up and down depending on your preference. Mm-hmm. Um, my first five, I don't care the order, they're the top five. Yep. Um, so uh, we'll start with Lamar Jackson, uh, currently going in the mid-50s. 
uh, which is about a six-round pick, depending on your league size. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Lamar. He has been training the house down. He adds the extra X factor with the legs. Um, his big concern, of course, will be his wide receiver core. There's no one big name in, uh, in that receiving core. Bateman. Uh, obviously, Mark Andrews was the best tight end in, in yeah. football last year. Had over 100 mm. receptions and, um, you know, the, the meme of, uh, you know, fuck it, uh, Andrews is down there somewhere and mm-hmm, Lamar's mm-hmm, tossing it up. Mm-hmm. The big thing is he's got the first rounder in Bateman. That's we'll see what he can kind of come into and what that fits in. Mm-hmm. And now with um, Hollywood out uh, of that squad and at the cards, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but Lamar, he, he looked huge. Uh, if you've seen the pictures of him, he's trained the house down. I think he's really kind of coming into that kind of mold. Hopefully, we'll have the running backs back, which I think they missed because they they. I don't want to say they're going to run the wishbone, but they, they do, do love to have have that extra suite. They love mm-hmm. to run the football. Mm-hmm. Um, and losing kind of those options uh, probably limited Lamar a little bit. So let's see what that looks like um, this season. So I do really like Lamar. Uh, I think he's a solid pick there in that fifth or sixth round. You're not saying he's the best quarterback in fantasy football? He's not my number one. I'll say that. So mm-hmm. um, this is just – I think of these five, they all get picked in either that fifth or sixth round. There's one that people are picking ahead of, and I also think he's the, the my he's my top quarterback. But we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Justin Herbert uh, fits in that list as well. He's going in the early 40s, a little bit ahead of Lamar, mm-hmm. um, which is a bit interesting because he's not one of those guys that adds a huge amount with his legs. Um, but – you look at the weapons. You look at the offense, the weapons. You look what he's done. Um, he's yep. he's in a you know definitely in that window there. The team has tried to to you know elevate um, elevate uh, their their play to stay with that division. It's a very tough division, but I, I think uh, again I like Herbert. I think he's a solid pick in that sort of fifth round where he's going currently. Um, the next one, Patrick Mahomes. The freak that he's a Patrick Mahomes. I. Probably like Herbert slightly more, mm. purely because I think the Kansas as a team didn't do as enough in the arm race that was out the West. Um, mm. The other teams have got better, and you know, you go play six games against those, uh, which might make it a bit more challenging. No Hill, yeah, that's massive. That's huge. massive. Really needs, um, you know, Kelly's going to have Kels there. We will have to see what that looks like. Hardman's probably the one at the moment. Um, I'm probably not relying on Juju too much there. Sky Moore has been. Uh, the rookie has been doing really well in camp. Uh, so see how they kind of fit into that and then what that team looks like. But, yeah, I'm, I I just worry that the the division is going to be too tough, uh, which might limit mm. some of his opportunities. Oh, then on the flip side of that, it might mean he's got to throw the ball 50 times every week. That's so, a good point. Um, also, last year, Justin Herbert had more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yeah, so um, – yeah. Bit of a down, a little bit of a down year for Patrick Mahomes, which is interesting to say, um, but we'll have to see what that looks like uh, going forward. Uh, Colin Murray is then the next on that list. He's going in about the 60s, um, and I think that's probably fair. It's a bit risky with him without Hopkins uh, to start the year, who's facing a six-week suspension, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I prefer the other four in this five that we're talking about. I prefer those other three that we've already mentioned. Uh, of course, a lot of noise in this season with uh, Hollywood coming across and the whole contract thing we just mentioned before. And I'm unsure about this Cards team. I feel like they've taken a step backwards. I don't think their offensive line is as good. Um, the wide receiver group's probably a bit of a question mark until whether Brown's going to stub himself. There's no Kirk as well. And then Hopkins is... Um, 
uh, going to miss the first six weeks. So yep. see what they do. Cards historically start well and then have had slowed down as the season went on. Mm-hmm. And then the running backs, a bit of a question mark. They've got Connor as it. Who had a you know, comeback year last mm. year. Yeah. But whether mm. he can be a bell, uh, bell cow mm-hmm. uh, for the full year and uh, mm. carry that load, interesting questions. I just... Uh, I'd still, you know, I'd probably draft him in that, in if I could, in that positions in in that in that probably what's that a sixth or seventh round pick, mm-hmm. um, in those in that sixties bracket. I think that's still solid value value there, and um, see if Murray can bounce back. Um, uh, you know, put to bed some of these comments of recent weeks, and then the last one in my my T one my top five was is my top quarterback is Josh Allen. Should he be in his own tier? Uh, maybe he's is going in the mid thirties. And maybe that's why which I didn't. Which is early, early for a quarterback. Which is early, early, which is probably why I didn't include him higher because I think it is probably a touch too early. That's, um, you know, fourth, third or fourth round, probably fourth-ish mm-hmm. roundish, uh, which I think is high because um, it really means uh, – because most leagues are t- 10 teams, mm-hmm. even up to 15 teams, you're probably going to get a top 15 quarterback. Yep. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's not um, the most – Important position traditionally no, no. in And if you're football. spending a fourth round pick on a quarterback while everyone else is picking running backs or wide receivers... You're missing out. You're probably going to mm. be missing out. You're probably hurting yourself there. Having but said that, is Josh Allen that much... Be- is he going to be that much better than everyone and else? That's, and that's the question. In that you're, you're drafting a quarterback slash half running back. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he definitely adds extra with his legs... Uh, he's got all the weapons. Uh, hopefully Davis can probably take an extra step forward. Let's see what Cook uh, can probably bring, bring to that mm-hmm. offense. Um, you know, he's a heavy favorite. Let's Hopefully he's not fighting his D lineman um, uh, every week uh, like he did today in training camp. Um, but we'll see. There are some <laughs> questions there, but I, I, I think the arm talent, what they've got, they've really kind of built and set themselves up. Uh, they need to make a run. They're in that window, as I talked about. Um, so I... I have him a touch ahead. I just don't like his um, average draft position currently. I think if you can sneak him back around, if you can get him in the fifth round, that's a good place to target him because then potentially, hey, you've set your roster with your two RBs or your two wide receivers. You think he's projected going higher than he's worth. Yeah, and it's probably because people are going, oh, I'm not going to get him in the fifth, um, so I'm going to take him at the end of the fourth Mm -hmm. as as an example and get, get, get him there. So, yeah, I've... I, I that's probably probably biggest risk, and especially when you can turn that around and say get Lamar two rounds later, um, maybe that's a better a better option. Uh, Who you got in your in your second tier? So second tier ends up being the guys that maybe don't have the legs, um, and uh, moving back. And I've I kept Hertz out. He did finish his QB six last year, mm-hmm. so he's not in my tier one. I've slid him back a little bit. He's going late sixties, probably around your round sevens. Um, they have loaded up an offense. I think they're in a kind of a prove-it year. Um, and I just don't know if I like the Eagles team enough to like Jalen Hurts enough. Like mm. he he's he adds an extra amount with his legs. He's probably not as great a passer as the other five we just talked about. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's probably why he's here. Uh, but I think they've given him the weapons with A.J. Brown uh, there. Now they have Smith in his second year. Can they take another step forward? And he's also potentially... He's probably got the best offensive line in the league too um, there. So you know, he's got to take advantage of those and maybe he can push himself into top five uh, for fantasy. I'm just not a huge fan of that risk and I like the other options better, and especially some of the options after him as well. So I'm not drafting um, 
Jalen Hurts. Interesting. He's on my board. Top top of the league last year for uh, rushing touchdowns out mm. of quarterbacks with ten. But yeah, perhaps the lack of of arm talent and and he threw for sixteen touchdowns the whole season last year. Mm-hmm. That might mm. be a bit concerning. Yes, we'll see what AJ Brown does there. But mm. that is, that is the question. Someone that did uh, throw a fuckload of touchdowns, <laughs> Joe Burrow was next. <laughs> he's going mid seventies. Um, he's a big concern. Is he had absolutely nothing with the legs. Uh, had less rushing yards than Mac Jones last year. <laughs> um, so uh, for for statues of quarterbacks, that's his job. But uh, you know, when you've got a good running back and uh, they've got the trio of wide receivers that they mm. do, they can throw the football, and he, they yep. will throw the absolute yep. fucking shit out of it mm. uh, this year. So I think he's one of those really good values, and I think him. Uh, Broby, Brady, and Rogers will get to like they're all great value for where they are, and I, I feel bad for some of the se- the seniors um, in this list as well, um, <laughs> considering they were probably well one was an MVP and the other one was arguably number two in that list. Mm-hmm. Um, you get dropped down here, but that's because they don't add extra with their legs. Mm. So I like Joe Burrow. I like him in that you know, probably eight roundish range, you know, going in the seventies there. He's got all the weapons. They've added extra on the offensive line. He should be have a better season than last year, and that's that could be very valuable. What about the goat? Yeah, the goat. Um, forty-five. Forty-five. About to, about to turn forty-five. Forty-five. Yep. He's had a slight bump in his average draft position since I did my initial notes. He's gone from like mid eighties to early eighties, um, probably on the fact that they've got Julio Jones there. And we mentioned him before. Added extra weapons. They've got more a few weapons there. Um, I still don't think this, I think this team's probably still not as good as its Super Bowl team. Um, but you know, he th- what did he throw last year? He was over five. He had the Ridiculous. most passing yards. Yeah, five thousand three hundred passing. Did he have yards. the most touchdowns as well with forty three? I think I th- he did. I think he had. Yeah, yeah, he had both. Uh, so of those, you can't you can't question that. And I think he probably do similar as well. He's got the weapons. Mike mm. Evans thousand yard season incoming. Mm. Um, you know, he's not going to fall off that cliff anytime soon. They're a good football team. Going in the ninth round, like if you want to sit on quarterbacks and pick everyone else, yeah, and then yeah, go the Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers strategy. I think you could definitely do that because they're both going to be here around that ninth and tenth round pick. Was also quarterback three last year in fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stop doubting him, bro. Stop doubting him. Mm. Uh, Russell Wilson's then kind of next in this list here, going in the mid eighties. Um, Any I'll, personal investment here? Yeah, let's ride. <laughs> um, uh, so you're picking him, right? <laughs> yeah. Well. It's interesting because I've put him in here with some of the statues, um, but he's kind of average for rushing in the seasons between four and five hundred yards. Mm. So he still mm. adds a decent amount with his legs. He's mm. yeah, he's not he's not hurts or the mark go up there around a thousand, but yeah. he's still adding a potential there. He didn't add a lot last year. Yeah, but that's, what, also, that's that's my question. But he was also hurt for a lot of that. Um, sure, but he was on pace. Uh, to be QB one before he got hurt too mm. with the finger injury, and then wasn't great afterwards. Mm. Plus mm. that team, you know, injuries to running backs, offensive line not great, mm-hmm. uh, and also had a preference for running the ball. Whereas he's now moved across to Denver, where they've got a good trio of wide receivers. They've got a good, um, you know, the 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 what were they last year? They were the best duo of running backs yep. uh, there, and they've got a he's got a better offensive line than he didn't see at Seattle. So, yeah, I think there's a big year in coming for Russell and I think mid-80s going in that ninth round, again, like that's, 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 that's money, that's value. So mm. I think that's excellent value there for him. Um, and I think it's better value than, say, Prescott, who's going next, because I think he's got a little bit more questions on his weapons. Because I'm not, I'm not so sure. Like I think 
Jack's a good talent. He's had a great bounce back year from the injury. I think he's probably going to have another great year. I just don't know. With no Cooper, CeeDee Lamb's really the only option they've got there. Gallup, mm. I think, is coming back off an injury. What's Zeke like? How much is Tony Pollard going to fit in there? I think they've retooled yep. the offensive line. It's a good offensive line, top 10. Um, so he'll have protection. Just not sure he has like the weapons that, say, R- Russell's going to have this season um, outside of CD. Um, and what that looks like. So I'd so if you if you've got both on the board, I'm picking Wilson and I'm not picking Dak. I'm picking Dak Prescott there. If it's if it's Russell versus Dak Prescott, Monks, and any thoughts? I don't think his his weapons are bad. Yeah, losing yeah. Larry Cooper doesn't help. But uh, Sandy Lamb, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz uh, yep. proved himself as, as a pretty handy tight end last year. Can still dump it off to Zeke and gives you a little bit with, with the legs. Yeah, he doesn't give you a Russell yeah. Wilson with the legs. but uh, I think they're uh, very comparable with the legs, but they're not like those other, sure. other yeah. lads we talked yeah, about sure. in, in, I've, the top, in the top tier. I've ridden Dak a couple of seasons and he's very up and down. Like He can have one game where he's putting 40 points on. He's That's also Next week, he's got like five points. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's 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 just a function of Dallas being Dallas. Um, I think they, it, they play it comes in a down to Zeke. If Zeke can get back to good Zeke, then Prescott will be awesome. Mm. Um, and, I, and I have big question marks in there, so I, I just don't see yeah. it. I don't. I just don't see it. Uh, what about this guy? <laughs> yeah, MVP <laughs> coming. In, he's two times. Yeah, get yeah. back to back. <laughs> get three pick, times overall. Getting picked in the late nineties. You know, a tenth round pick. Um, I, the problem is the big questions over the, the, the it's receiver. Not, it's call. not yeah. so much Aaron Rodgers; it's who's around yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Question marks on the veterans. Who's he throwing the new ball offensive to? coordinator? No Adams. Um, still, he still won the MVP. It doesn't look like he's slowing down. The Nick Cage cross play during the week, beautiful. Um, probably should bump his value up a little bit. Oh um, no, not the bees! Yeah. Different movie, different movie, but also Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I again, if you want to, you want to wait, and you pick your quarterback in the ninth or tenth round. There's options there. Just, I, I just give me Aaron Rodgers in our league. Just, just give him. <laughs> you can all sleep on everyone else. I'm going to go with my boy. Yep. Yeah, I've I've got no questions about. Well, he'll put well, if up. If you want him taking first round, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Might skip first round. Yeah, yeah. but they're, they're they're legitimate question marks. He's lost Devontae Adams of probably the best receiver in the NFL fame. I, I did look this back. Paget picked Lamar Jackson second round last year. So, and mm. f- given the year before, <laughs> that's. That's probably not. Don't pick MVPs in the second round, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not the worst. Uh, better than kick, yeah, uh, yeah, kick, kick, kick in the second round. But that was a meme. I'll give you a pass on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so doesn't give you anything with his leg, or not much with the no. Legs. He's in he's in yeah. this you know lesser leg guys statues kind of bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cancelling the rock um, will be interesting. Who will be his prominent wide receiver? Whether that's Lazard steps into that role as number one, whether the rookie gets involved, or or, or whether yeah, or whether they spread the ball just all over the place. Has a mystery injury this Christian Watson at the moment. I'm not sure what it is, but he's uh, not participating in training camp. All right, tier three. Who we got? Tier three, and then we get into Trey Lance. So, mm. unproven. Jimmy D still technically there, but they did come out during the week and said. This is Lance's he's team. Guy. Yep. Yeah, he's our number one quarterback. Trey area. Yeah. So whether whether Jimmy G gets traded, um, 
whether that ends up being like, say, the Seahawks. Uh, big questions there, but the Jimmy G era is over. Will be interesting if he stays there and plays as backup, whether they start badly, what happens, mm. which mm. gives me concerns with Lance. Debo is there holding in, no contract, whether what happens there, considering every other wide receiver in his draft class has gotten paid. Is um, holding in the same as holding out? Uh, holding out is you don't show up, holding in is you show up but don't practice. Uh-huh. So I learned something today. Yeah, him. I didn't even know. The, that was it's, a thing. it's a new thing. Yeah, that's, I haven't heard it this year. Him and DK did the same thing. Um, uh, so yeah. as in, like, hey, I'm reporting. I'm here, uh, but I'm gonna do some, you know, light stretching over here on the sideline. Mm. Um, Rezzy's trainer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, for Lance, he's everyone's QB darling. He's like, oh, he can win your leagues. You can also potentially lose you a fuckload of legs as well. Mm, yeah, um, it's a big, it's a gamble, isn't it? Yeah, and it's essentially his rookie season. Like he 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 played a couple of games last year, filled in, yep. looked okay, but you, he's got to play all seventeen games. Um, you look at what the rookies did last year, more toted rookies as well. Um, you know, you probably shouldn't have been drafting any of those boys either. Um, and I don't think any of those guys are worth drafting either in fantasy this season. But having said that, 49ers are probably better situations than any of those guys are. So they've got more talent on their roster. You've got him as quarterback 12. Yeah. Would Going you, in the early hundreds, which is like 11th. Round. Would you be willing mm. to say if you didn't get a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes and you kind of wrote it out and you went one of the guys that we just aforementioned in tier two, would you be would willing I, to would take I double up? Would you, yeah, double up and take a punt on Trey Lance given the potential upside? Um, probably not because there's probably more value with wide receivers and running backs. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. If I'm a two two quarterback league, yeah, yeah, I think like he's a good good way to definitely yeah. definitely two quarterback league. It's a different story. Yeah, I think this is a mm. kind of a good spot. But yeah, if, if I got one quarterback, um, I'm probably targeting the other group we mentioned, and you should be able to get them if everyone else is drafted the others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, Lance is kind of the. I think Lance will be the one where you. Don't draft him, see how he does in the first month, and then make mm. a decision. Um, especially if, like, hey, you get uh, Aaron Rodgers and then he blows his Achilles out week two. You go, <laughs> I'm picking up Trey Lance. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that's kind of where he fits. I think there's more value elsewhere. And I think give him a year, prove himself, see where he is next year, and then pick him. See if he moves into that top tier that we talked about or he's there with QB6 and Jalen Hurts. Because um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Maybe that's get his, maybe that's his upside. That's his upside. maybe you get Jalen Hurts, but then also maybe doesn't have the running acclimate, and you, if he's not got the pass touchdowns, you're also worried. So, yeah, I, I, for me, I'm not drafting Trey Lance. Uh, Derek Carr, speaking of touchdowns, only 23 last year. Mm. Does get Adams, healthy Waller, uh, Hunter Renfro mm. was their their main wide receiver last year. What does that look like? Offensive line slightly better after they got rid of everyone and have basically retooled. Mm. Do I think mid 110s, uh, which is like a 12th round pick, um, would I wait that long on a quarterback? Probably not. Um, unless I'm going for some big dick play and I like Raiders, um, but you know, I'm not Raiders for Super Bowl. That's not my team. <laughs> uh, so I'm probably avoiding... Car, I think he could probably get to 30 Tartars, Tartars this year with Adams there. Mm. Um, I think he wins more football games than he would your fantasy games. Let's put it that way. Yep. He's prime time car. I don't think he's um, 
Yeah. Overtime car, that's what he is. Uh, with the Raiders, they won plenty of games overtime. I just don't think he's fantasy relevant uh, in in this with the other names above. I tend to agree. This next guy. Yeah, I don't know why. Why people sleeping on Matt Stafford? Yeah, and I don't know why he was ranked in the 14th here. Uh, he's going mid-90s, so he's going more where, where Will Rogers is. Mm. Won a Super Bowl, 40 titles last year. Does have Alan Robson joining the squad. Mm-hmm. O-line is retooling a little bit, but otherwise... Do you think the O-line's the, down on last year? Well, they've got the new left tackle, which is probably the big thing with Whitworth yeah, retiring. Yeah, so. 40-year-old Whitworth. Yeah. Who, so, looks, who looks 50 years older than Tom Brady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so that that's probably adds a li- little bit in there. Um, so we'll have to see what that, that looks like. Um, sorry, the internet's just playing funny buggers there. What happens there? Um, Sorry, I the Rams I'll, I'll, I'll close the Zach Wilson video that I was just watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you reckon the Rams are uh, as successful as last season? They've got all the weapons there. The defense is still there. I think yep. that's the main Super Bowl thing. hangover, though. Maybe. Yeah, that 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 is definitely a thing. The Super Bowl hangover. Uh, on paper, on mm. paper, yeah. You know who, who don't they have from last year? Von Miller, OBJ's hurt. Yeah, and they've outside of outside of that, everyone's back. Yeah. Yep. Traded Bobby yeah. Trees and changed oh, Bobby Trees, yeah. yeah, and changed him for Alan Robinson, who's arguably probably maybe a better wide receiver. So, um, yeah, they've got which, I, if anything, I think uh, Cooper Cup probably takes a step back because they've got more options. It's hard uh, to go forward. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's the problem. He can't really go forward. I think it's probably a, a bit back, and then Alan Robinson steps up, but that might make that team more dangerous. So, I like Stafford. I like Stafford more than. Car and oh, yeah, definitely. There, so I'd definitely take him. And then from there, uh, someone watching was ranked 15th in this list that I had. I don't think he's there anymore. He's going in like the 200s. Um, but anything below here, don't draft. Don't draft Deshaun Watson. Don't be that guy <laughs> in your team. Um, he's got anywhere from an eight-week to a full-year suspension coming in, and that probably will know the answer to that within the next week. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah. If you can, avoid everything after this. There's nothing, no quarterback worth looking at um, post post this list. Unless you're in a two-quarterback league. And yeah. if you're doing that, you're pretty weird. Yeah, and if you've missed out on any of these guys, uh, you probably shut down that fantasy league and go do something else because you're in trouble. And that's my fantasy football for the week. That's the NFL for this week. Uh, nice. Very, very excited for the start of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Upcoming. Just quickly, just a bit of soccer, not too much going on. Obviously, uh, we had Manchester United and uh, playing Le- friendlies and, Le- Le- and Leeds down here in, in Australia. Um, Man City and Bayern, we're, we're at Lambeau Field uh, over there in America. Bit of preseason. Uh, the, the APL starts like next week, so yep. it's, it's upcoming, that's for sure. The big story, I suppose, around Manchester United was Ronaldo didn't travel with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's snapped him up just yet. Yeah, there was a meeting during the week um, where he had like a full car procession where they drove him in to talk to senior management. So they shat because there was also a chat about they weren't going to transfer him but loan him out. Mm. So if one of these to other the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> yeah, potentially, <laughs> yeah. Melbourne Storm on the, on the blow. I was like, can he play fullback? Probably, probably, probably. Probably kick goals. <laughs> yeah. Probably kick goals, yeah. I think he's probably got some legs and some speed about him. Mm. You never know. 
He's never used his hands though. His hands would be suspect. That's that's probably the main thing. I don't know how he'd go trying to tackle, uh, you know. Yeah, Jack uh, White and run at him again. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, besides that, um, sounds like they're trying to either smooth him over with, say, the signings they have made and say, hey, come back, we can potentially make a run and get into Champions League. Um, uh, you know, whether that matters, uh, trying to help them get back. Uh, we consider he wants to win. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so it's a... Interesting there, but they're obviously powers that be are going to have that conversation. And considering that they're, they're a week away, and I believe he's still under contract with Man U, mm. uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. But it's it's interesting coming into the, on the eve of the start of the season. It's also soccer, mm. so we could see Ronaldo play the first four games for United and then get snapped up and go yeah. back to La Liga or or or, or elsewhere. Um, yeah, but but as a, as a United fan, yeah, look, it's not. Good that he didn't travel with the team, but the fact that he hasn't been signed um, just just yet. By, also, he probably by doesn't need team. to play f- uh, fair friendlies in in countries that aren't you know the biggest soccer mad places. Of course, yeah, of course. But you look at the teams that that did get named in, in a lot of these preseason games. Uh, mm. A lot of the a lot of the other big names did show up. Yeah, he did post a picture during the week. Um, he was training um, at Man U with mm. some of the teams, so. Um, Very Ronaldo esque picture there. It is. <laughs> There's four four guys there hanging out, and Ronaldo's flexing his quads, uh, not not standing essentially uh, with the, with the other four blokes. But anyways, no. But still in and around the team, it's not like mm. he's um just completely off the radar. So yeah, yeah. Christian. They did sign Christian Eriksen. So mm. before we had our little hiatus to have children and. Get COVID and the rest of it. Uh, we had spoken about you know not really signing anyone big. They do have Christian Eriksen incoming. Yeah, they've they've made a few other signings there. So I, I think that's the chat whether they're going to uh, coax him back. But we'll see. We'll see. Starts in a week. Um, uh, how my brain works. I saw Carmichael Hunt on the screen before. He's mm. going to be the coach of South Logan going forward. I did see that. Yeah. 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 So yeah. It'd be interesting to see how, how how that goes for old Carmichael. He's not that. He mm. wouldn't be much older than us. I think he's like, you know, he'd be Benji age, wouldn't he? Do you reckon 35? He'd have to be around there. I think They would have started at about the same no, time. No, I think he's younger than Benji. Monks, monks on the quick this chat. This could be a matter of months. Yeah. This could <laughs> be a <laughs> How old is he? What's, uh, what's the skull bit here? Uh, uh, no, no skulls. <laughs> no skulls. 35. There you go. So Benji's 36. So technically I'm right, but also... Yeah. Oh, also, <laughs> also, also very fucking close to me. <laughs> no skulls, no skulls uh. to be paid out. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Going back to NRL, that's the way it's going at the moment. Can the young young coaches in, change into the guard? Let's do a final oh, round. Ding, ding, ding. It's the easiest noise to do. Yeah. yeah can't yeah. stop that one. Up. No fault. Oh, I could try. Also, don't think they have a bell. Mm, that is true. So he does ding they've got that. No, they've got the yeah, clappy sticks. Yeah. Nah, that's not the sound. <laughs> but it's the final round, so it encompasses boxing yeah. and F one. Yeah. So so let's go yeah. uh before we go through UFC two seven uh two seven seven, let's go through the last pod news. Uh mm-hmm. so Rodriguez uh beat Ortega with Ortega popping his shoulder out, looked bad. Um yeah, unfortunate, unfortunate there. Fight. Mm. Two, two of these in the last two weeks. Yeah, mm. actually, yeah, true. Uh, yeah, so looking likely that Rodriguez not going to do a rematch and uh, pushing for that belt uh, chat. Uh, so we'll see how that yeah. goes there because that's that's Volk. Because um, yeah. I think he's more worried that Volk's going to fuck off. <laughs> so we'll have to wait his time. 
Uh, anyway, what else? Uh, UFC Fight Night London. Uh, Curtis Blades uh, defeated the... De- defeated, in yeah. inverted yeah. commas, Tom That's Aspinall, poor fella. Yeah, Bluey so ACA, ACL. Um, unfortunate for the, the big fella. But Paddy the Batty and Meatball Molly got their wins as well. Meatball Molly with another spinning... Spinning back elbows. Back to well. back spinning yeah. back elbows. <laughs> and she's a fucking scar. She's not going to get a piss on whiskey. How Paddy, uh, Paddy the Batty cuts weight as well is phenomenal. I wish I could do oh, that. He, he gets that's fat. absolutely crazy. He actually gets fat. <laughs> Did you see him weigh in, bro? Like, fucking like, oh. good on him. Yeah. yeah, he gets cut. I don't know how he does that. It's yeah. just insane. He's an f- absolute freak. He puts um, he puts the points away. He puts the pizza away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, trains. Yeah. Uh, then there's some fight announcements. So Oliveira taking on, how do you say, Islam's last Markachev. Uh was announced for the title. Uh, so that's a title fight. Uh, Nate Diaz is going to verse Hamzat in a hazmat suit uh, for the fight for his final UFC fight, which is essentially a death sentence for Nate Diaz. Are you worried? Like I was like, uh, rest in peace, bro. Like, but then again, <laughs> Nate Diaz also asked for this fight, and he was wanted to fight Nangano as well. So maybe, there's a, maybe there's a problem with Nate Diaz more than there is anyone. We get else. a HIA on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. Yeah, and then Raheem Sterling is going to fight Pillar Shaw at UFC 280, and that 280 card is looking massive because that's only the co-main. I believe Raheem Sterling or Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain, uh, Raheem's actually yeah he changed <laughs> from Man City. Yeah, that's how my brain works. I've I've just gone not well. Yeah, no, it's, it's done a Google search on Sterling, and then yeah, I've I picked up Raheem first in in the search. That's so, fair. Yeah. Same surname. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll pay it. I'll pay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just how it's filed away. It just doesn't process properly. Oh. I did that the other week. It's the same last name. It's just it's just uh, obviously not ordered right in the filing cabinet. Anyway, the filing cabinet. <laughs> it's too much filing away there. Uh, so yeah, that was UFC uh, post this. What was two eighty pre two seven seven? We'll talk about that in a second. Two eighty. Um, some big names. I haven't really got anything. Charles oh, Oliveira yeah. versus Makachev. Ben um, Durish. Yeah, Ben Durish. Yep. Pityan versus Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Um, yeah, Oman is on there. That's a big one as well. Because uh, for for Yarn, that's like a, yeah, that's essentially a number one contenders mm-hmm. fight. Yeah, uh, we'll get the winner of whoever St- um, Sterling and Pillashaw is. Yeah, and today, uh, full disclosure, none of us caught the fights today. Unfortunately, probably yeah. the first main event that I haven't seen live for quite some time. Also, Stupid not the greatest card. Unfortunately, I think had a had a child yeah. and have to have people around, talk to him, etc., etc. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, you could have had it in the background. I could have, yeah, yeah I true. guess. We, anyway. we actually we watched the um, you know, man, little baby. You know, mm-hmm. we we got up early last week and watched watched the fights in uh, in London, and I thought, oh, do I want my daughter exposed to this this kind of violence? And then I thought, <laughs> ah, she's a week old. She doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Exactly. <laughs> she she won't comprehend for for, for many so many I know, I plenty plenty of time to watch watch yeah. a few bits. She's yeah. struggling to keep her head straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after some of the punches that Amanda Nunes landed in this, it's probably a good thing that Wild, she avoids. Hey. Yeah, like it was um, a return to form for her. Mm. Um, mm. And, you know, this card, probably not the greatest card name value-wise, um, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so it's probably not going to have solved uh, real well. But it was great to see Nunes kind of back to form, made well, re- weight really well. And it ended up mm. being, uh, by all accounts, a war in this one. Mm. Uh, mm. I saw Pena's um, massive gash on the top of her 
forehead as well. Um, had blood basically covering her entire face for most of the fight. Went the distance, decision win to Nunes. Um, yeah, and uh, retains, uh, well, gets her belt back in the bantamweight and goes back to being champ champ um, with her featherweight belt, I believe. So, yeah. What do you think, uh, obviously, you know, you only caught the highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the difference was today between the last fight where, where the Venezuelan fixing went out and upset it? I don't know. Uh, whether the whether the whether the storm, I think I, I don't want to say the last one was a fluke because it wasn't. Mm. Um, but I think he, going into this one, understanding what the game plan was, which was she's going to come forward and be in my face. I need to know work on probably going backwards and then landing big punches, mm-hmm. which she obviously did in this one. With um, I saw the, the one highlight where she essentially decleats uh, Pano with a with a, uh, a mm. right straight, like it was a big punch. So I think understanding more what, what you know pressure was going to be in the face. It was going to be a dog fight. Um, knowing going that into this uh, wasn't going to wilt under that pressure like she did in the first fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think. That was probably the biggest change was understanding the expectations, having the game plan for it, and then knowing as well that I've got the bigger, you know, you know, the weapons here, the bigger bazookas, and I can let these go and I can put her away. And, um, you know, she didn't. Uh, credit to Penna here for fighting, going five rounds, getting beaten up yeah. mm-hmm. um, and uh, turning it into a, a classic war. So by all accounts, it was a great fight. And the – is this interim – Chance, yes, yep. yes. between between Brenda Moreno and Kaikara France uh, in the flyweight division. Obviously, uh, Devison Figueredo, uh, you know, re- reclaiming that was in the crowd, and they did do a post fight um, like face off. Mm. So that will be the fourth fight for them. The which will be the first. What is that? Quadology? Qu- or something? Quad- <laughs> I don't know. Don't I don't have know. a word. <laughs> yeah. Quadrilogy? Quadrilogy? <laughs> no, no. You just made that shit. Monks, for, yeah, I can't think of any movie series. Um, they usually just say the fourth one, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Fast four. What's Harry Potter four called? Well, they had names based on the books. So the Prisoner like, of Azkaban. Yeah. Stop me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Monks, you worked Harry that Potter out. Harry Potter must um, not go back to Hogwarts. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what, what happened in this was Marino won by um, a body kick, essentially. Uh, big kick to, rare. The, rare, rare. to the liver, dropped um, uh, France in this, and then he kind of finished up on top with punches and they had to, had to stop the fight. Um, he, he did. It's interesting, Herb Dean probably let, let through about 20 punches on the ground, uh, considering Derek Lewis in the previous one uh, got like one. Mm. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Early stoppage in that fight, and we'll talk about that in a second. Unfortunately for France, probably needs to go away, have a couple of fights. Israel uh, Adesanya was in the crowd there. you know, oh, In his corner. Oh, yeah, in his mm-hmm. corner. So uh, unfortunate for him. Go away, work on it. These two, at uh, the top of this flyweight division, have really set themselves apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, they're the only two really in the division, so uh, they will fight for the forever future. What did you get for quads? <laughs> so you can call it a quadrology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess technically it's a tetralogy. Tetralogy. So tetra yeah. being Greek for four. Tetralogy. Um, Bit of uh, ancient Greek here on, that's the, it. on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Is that Latin or Greek? Greek. Greek. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, this is obviously in terms of uh, literary work. <laughs> I suppose it translates to sport quite well as well. <laughs> <laughs> literary. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I remember reading all those books yeah. in uh, high school English and definitely yeah. not getting the Sparks notes from them to right. write my essays. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of someone that read a lot of books, Derek Lewis. Um, 
How? <laughs> That's my segue. Let's go. Derek Lewis. Uh, <laughs> if anything, Derek Lewis strikes me as someone that didn't read a lot of books. What are you saying? He's uneducated. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have to. He doesn't read books. He, he's a knockout artist. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, in this one, uh, probably on the end of a bad decision, it didn't look great. Uh, he was getting landed on in this one, um, going backwards, kind of fell down. The other guy's sort of swinging on him while he's on the ground. The ref jumps in and then Derek Lewis stands straight back up and was like, I'm good to go. So he's like, oh, yeah, probably early stoppage. Um, but then also if the ref doesn't jump in, then the other guy probably jumps on top of him, beats the shit out of Kills him. Kills him. Yeah, mm. hard to say. Uh, I think it was probably slightly earlier, um, you know, let him die. Uh, <laughs> that's my mantra. Go it on your shield, bro. No. Jesus Christ. I'd love for us to interview Derek Lewis one day. And you It'd say be an excellent interview. He, his press conferences leading up were beautiful. And you say that to him. And yeah. I, I say that you don't strike me as a guy that read a lot of books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably getting punched. And I say, and I'll tell him. I'll like, take uh, it back. I'll take it back. I, 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 I tell him as like. Sunday night. I'd, I'd be I'm a dad. I'm winning the head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd tell him as like. I not that I'm, I don't want to see you die in the cage. I was just like, I'm happy <laughs> to let you fight. Uh, I'm happy to let you fight until you die. I was like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to call the fight on you. And he probably, yeah, he'd be like, yeah, Central. I'm going to fight. I want to win. Um, so don't, don't don't let let me don't call the fight until I'm out. Derek Lewis, if you're listening, uh, we don't endorse any of these comments. <laughs> yeah. uh, but give him more chances. But I'm getting it okay. either way. Uh, so yeah. Um, I'm going to cry sure. myself to sleep tonight yeah. thinking that Derek Lewis is going to come kill me. Yeah. Uh, the other big name on this fight, there's another flyweight fight in this and unfortunately, like besides the two we mentioned before, like it's well, those three, the the division's very, very light on. So these guys get mm. up and coming. Anthony Smith was another big name and he lost by a knockout as well in this. And that was the card. Bit of boxing news. Tim Sue uh, announced he will fight Jamel Charlo for undisputed super welterweight crown. January 28, Las Vegas. Let's mm. go, Tim Zhu. Uh, Kambosis going to have a rematch in Melbourne? Yeah, interesting, in Melbourne. So I thought it would be back in the States considering mm. um, he's no longer the champion. But, yeah, it sounds like uh, Melbourne going to put it up. Obviously, probably some decent coin involved in that for the I'd fighters. Say so. for, to say so. To allow that fight to happen here instead of in Vegas. But, mm. yeah, um, that's really boxing news. Jake Paul, fight cancelled. Where, where? Um, and that's where we are with boxing, I guess. Harry Garside. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was close to shouting him a beer. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's a he's an unusual cat. And yep. I saw him on KO. Uh, Matty Johns was interviewing him this week. And I just love what he's about. I just love what it is about. He's articulate. Uh, he's he's thoughtful. And um, he he may be uh, an Austra- another Australian boxing champ in the future. So check that out. If uh, if you get the KO, uh, Harry Garside with Matty Johns. Yeah, and the other Zoo brother uh, did win his fight uh, the last couple of weeks. Nikita. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which ended up being a, a bit of a – it was actually a good fight. I watched it. Um, uh, he couldn't put his opponent away and his opponent started to get back in uh, in late there. And I think Justin, Justin Hodges fought on that boxing card. I just didn't know what he uh, – whether he won. He's fighting Jordan Sammy. Yeah, he won. And I believe he wants Paul Gallen. Next, yes. That is the chat. Which will be interesting to see if that eventuates. I think Paul Gallen already on sports bet slash unofficial sponsors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very, and, very short. And Sonny Bill, I think, is in that conversation somewhere, but we'll see how that all plays out. The F1 tonight, boys. It's in Hungary, is it not? Yeah, lots yeah. Uh, lots happened. Um, 
to summarise, Ferrari keep hurting themselves. They either blow their cars up or put them in the wall. Uh, Max Verstappen's taking a bigger lead. Red Bull's very mm. clear uh, from everyone else. Sadies have continued to keep improving week on, week out, um, which probably will talk to, to Hungary as well, with Russell, George Russell on pole being the fastest, uh, with the Red Bulls being second and third. Uh, so not the Red Bulls. Ferrari's being second and third, and the Red Bulls struggling being 10th and 11th. That's crazy, um, isn't it? Yeah, very yeah. crazy. Um, McLarens and the Alpines uh, in front of them uh, as well, both Mercedes. So it'll be interesting to see if the Mercedes can start uh, – potentially take over for Ferrari in uh, the constructors and then can they potentially compete for the world championship? I'm not sure. George has been probably the most consistent of Mercedes. Uh, maybe he can win this. They were two. In, they were second and third, first um, double podium for Mercedes last week as well. So they're coming. I feel like they're coming. We're maybe turning into a three-horse race. We'll see how some of the regulation, uh, you know, being stricter on the, the floorboards is as well for Ferrari and Red Bull. There's a lot of stuff happening, a lot of movement there. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting race. This race tonight, very interesting with Mercedes kind of pushing their Ferraris, looking very fast, and then the Red Bull's basically going to have to run through the field to catch up. Also, um, how much does the pole really mean? That, you know, with Leclerc this year having yeah. pole on multiple occasions and not being able to... to True. Finish it off. True. Yeah. Um, From a casual. For, yeah. Yes. I think it's probably more a Ferrari thing than anything. Pole definitely would be more helpful. Hungary, uh, probably. It's it's not Monaco, so there's probably more potential there for a change in the leadership. Uh, it probably hurts. I think Leclerc was second most because starting third is better because second you're off the racing line and third's got more rubber. So um, wouldn't surprise me if science takes Leclerc going into the, the first corners of the race. Uh, has been wet all week, so mm. it'll be interesting to see what the what that means for the race come eleven o'clock. They've had lots of rain in and out uh, across across the uh, across the weekend, the race weekend. Uh, Vettel being one that uh, did bin his car in, I think practice three, and they had to rebuild the car, uh, or, or practice two, and they had to rebuild the car before qualifying at the end of the day. So, um, bit 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 hard there. Um, and speaking of Vettel, he's uh, retiring, finishing up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, he announced his retirement from F1, uh, which is quite interesting. Uh, I think it may be with Aston, um, Austin Martin there not being um, as competitive as they like. He probably wants to compete for championships. Um, doesn't really have the car. He has playing second fiddle to the daddy's favourite son and Lance um, Stroll. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it's, he wants to do other things. And for us, you know, full-time world champion, to me, he was very much the villain in the Mark Webber story, uh, being the Australian <laughs> fan. Yep. Um, but I've kind of grown to know Vettel more for, you know, the other things he's done. He's, he's not the father figure of the, the paddock, but he's there supporting all the other drivers and supporting, like, their initiative mm -hmm. as well. Big supporter of Lewis. Of course, big supporter of Mick Schumacher with their his family history as well. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I've really liked to see his support for – and he's kind of changed um, from what he was like as the, the villain for, you know, our Mark Welliver Australian story to what he is now. Mm. Um, uh, you know, big congrats to him, full-time world champion. You can never take that away from him. And, yeah, he would be missed. Uh, don't know what that means for, for that racing team for next season. Who's going to take that – so position, our, our lad uh, Danny Rick already shut down that he's not moving. Um, mm. I think McLaren trying to reaffirm during the weeks that they're all, they're going to keep going forward together. 
Um, and yeah, whether that means it frees up a spot, there's, I know of at least five different drivers on contracts that are all really, really good that potentially should be getting F1 drives. Um, so that's, again, the cutthroat nature of the sport, all very young, whether that's a spot for Oscar, maybe, whether they finally mm. move Latifi on and Alex Albon, who've both been struggling um, at Williams and they get a loan there. Uh, sooner Oscar's in uh, Formula 1, the better for us Australian fans. And anything else, Monks, you yep. want to add for fun? Um, news about Red Bull Porsche. Oh, yes. Yep. Um, so Red Bull and Porsche seem to be closing in on a deal for Porsche to take over 50% stake in the F1 team. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about it pre-pod. It's probably will be, I guess, Porsche taking on development of the engines um, with Audi also coming in potentially. Um, whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I, I think they'll contribute to Red Bull because Red Bull's building that mm. factory for engine development. So I think Porsche with their mechanical knowledge will be heavily inputted into that development. But yeah, yep. Red Bull Porsche uh, I think is going to be feature that team. They'll build the engines and probably mm. be an engine supplier to Audi um, yep. and whether they buy... Alfa Romeo or Haas or one of the other teams. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. So but they're all they're all coming. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I mean, it's still a couple of years away um, before they enter into um, F one. But yeah, definitely something to keep an eye out on. Watch, um, watch the space. Watch um, what happens with the teams and. Will they get naming rights? Or will it be Porsche Red Bull? Yeah, or I reckon they'd have Porsche? naming rights. So. I mean, back in the day, Austin Martin was the main, well, the main name for Red Bull. So yeah, had like, their name plastered across I, the spoiler. Yeah, I think McLaren Mercedes, so, probably yep. the most recent one I can think of. That's how Mercedes mm. got into it, and then they went out on their own. Um, yeah. So I think with Red Bull, with their history, they're probably Red Bull Porsche makes the most sense to me um, to start with. But you never know, Porsche, when they might take over that team, or they might then use that as a way to then. Separate like Mercedes did in in you know after running for five year five to ten years in the, the sport become their own juggernaut. Who knows? Uh, yeah, Mercedes. Uh, well, Mercedes is the challenge. The what they're trying to challenge. Porsche and Audi want to compete with them. That they, they fight over the exact same market for sales of vehicles, and um, you you'd be surprised what happens on. Sunday, race day, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it turns into sales on Monday when the, the showroom's open. So, yeah. 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 It'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, Peppy's tidbit. What is it? It's got nothing to do with F1. I was uh, reading on the history of Hungary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Hungarian people originated from east of the Ural Mountains. So, uh, like a thousand years ago, they're mm. from their, their modern day Russia. Oh, the okay. lang- yeah. If yeah, you yeah. ever see the, lang- the Hungarian language, it's a bit of a mouthful for, for most English speakers. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's because it's not related to any other European languages. There you go. You're right. There you go. Bit of history so chat for you <laughs> of uh, the conquest of the Carpathian uh, Plateau. On that note. <laughs> on that note. On that note. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening yeah. during the week, whatever you're doing, riding the bus, on the tools, whatever you're doing, thank you for yeah. listening to the Esky. We will be back next week. Regular programming, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Thanks for listening, etc., etc. Yeah. Et Coming up on 100 shows, we should do something for 100. Is it? Yes. Yeah, we're 91. Like 90, uh, 91? Yeah, yeah okay. Hmm. Yeah. Raise the bat. Mind to go. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the sports and dribble chat. We'll see mm-hmm. you next time on the Esky. Ta-ta for now. Bye. Bye.